Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and on social media. Welcome to episode 200 of Geekitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. Ray, we've made it to 200 episodes. <laughs> wow, you've made it to 200 episodes. <laughs> well, I, I have stats. I have stats for us today. Oh, um, and I'll, I'll be sprinkling those through. But you, sir, have had at least eighty-two episodes. Okay, that's not bad. No, you're almost <laughs> almost, more, almost half the episodes you have been on. More than I expected. So, <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> but how are you doing? How does it feel to be like a a a co-host on a show that has been going for for over five years and for now two hundred episodes? Yeah, you know it's um. I, I, it's something that, to be quite honest, doesn't register. Um, and uh, I'll take that even further and say, you know, I sometimes forget that I co-host the podcast. And the reason for that is because I see it as hanging out with my really great friend. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's geeking out with Joe is what the name of the podcast is in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> And I go, oh, yeah, people listen to that. <laughs> like, right? that's, that's recorded and it's put out, you know, but it's sort of registered in my brain as like hanging out with you. So, yeah, I, it's, it's kind of, it, it seems like it's a, it's another timeline kind of thing. Like, oh, yeah, and, and I have a, on, a, on another level somewhere of this existence, I'm on a podcast. <laughs> Every week I, get, <laughs> I get to be part of this thing that you started. 200 episodes ago and you know I was fortunate enough to be to be a part of and to be invited to to like co-host um yeah i mean it's i'm kind of in awe of <laughs> of, <laughs> of, of what you've been able to to accomplish so far i mean well, well thank you i i i think you know we we i have split our timeline into eras and um and there definitely is the Ray era, which is basically the, the <laughs> episodes where it's just you and me just geeking out for like a bunch of episodes. If anybody's been following my shout outs on Twitter, I've been shouting out to our guests over the last 200 episodes. And it's funny because it's like, you know, I can barely fit everybody in for like the first 10, the first 20, the first 30 episodes. And then I get wow. to like... 110 through 180. <laughs> Three people. <laughs> because we just have so much fun talking with each other. And every once in a while, like, when you can't be on, I'll, I'll bring somebody in. Or if there's something we really want to talk about with somebody who's more of an expert than we are, we bring them in. But but right. I, I have enjoyed this latter half of our episodes where, you know, sometimes it's just you and me chilling. And, and it's just so nice to be able to hang out with you on a uh, pretty regular basis. Yeah. The funny thing is that we would definitely be having these conversations, even if we didn't have a podcast. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it just gives us an excuse to actually do it. Cause it would be on, it would be on Facebook. It would be on Twitter, Yeah. <laughs> but this force, yeah. this, this I, I forces is the wrong word, but this, this allows us to be actually talking. And I think it, it really has, I, I, I remember when you came into my classroom and told me you weren't going to be working at iPoly anymore. Uh -huh. And I was like, oh, no, 
Well, at least you've got the podcast. <laughs> right, right. And I mean, I visited, I visited iPoly since uh, I stopped teaching there, I think once or twice. And I mean, that was, you know, number one on my agenda was pop into Joe's class and hang out and <laughs> geek out and talk. So yeah, this, this podcast is saving me a lot of, a lot of trips to Pomona and now, <laughs> and now even further. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't know that you would love driving out to desert hot springs. Anytime you wanted to chill and talk about comic books, that would be, be intense. <laughs> Which I've also done. That yes. Also yes. All right. Um, well, we are going to we're going to do kind of a different weekly geekery today because um, I was honestly going to probably leave it off just so we could you know reminisce about the good old times. But you and Rosie have been waiting to catch yes. up, and you have stopped just before Infinity War. Yes, and so you need to fill us in on how this has all gone because I know this is like one of our f- listeners' favorite segments right now. Well, first of all, thank you for. Um holding the fort down and you know i know you had some pretty great guests on in my absence and things just sort of aligned because it was the end of the semester it was crunch time i had finals i had paintings due um and so you were just kind of like oh well we've got these guests coming so you know i can i can make that work which was great it was it was a huge relief off my shoulders um and how did yeah. all, how did that all go? How did you get all your finals? Are you happy with your final products? Absolutely. I mean, I have. I feel like I finally have a batch of paintings now that are done that represent, you know, kind of the the journey that I've been on the last couple of years to figure out something new in my work and and you know uh, uh, represents the the things that I'm thinking about and the things that I'm feeling, and so I'm super excited. I'm going to be rolling them out pretty soon in the next, you know, few weeks and, and posting them and looking to show them different places. So I'll definitely make sure to announce any news, uh, here on the podcast. So yeah. Yeah. And, and so the, the only hiccup there (laughs) was that Rosie and I have been knee deep in the MCU. Great. The great MCU watch. And, um, I think where we last left off, I can't remember if it was after Age of Ultron or after Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Um, but we left off around there. Mm-hmm. And then I wasn't on the show and we kept watching movies. It was kind of like my relief, like at the end of a long day of work, both you know my day job as an admissions counselor and my work as a grad student. All I wanted to do was just get cozy and, and watch an MCU movie. Right. And so we kept watching and we got up to, we, fi- we, we finished Thor Ragnarok and I had all this stuff to share and I'm like thinking, okay, I got to remember like all these, you know, reactions and, and the conversations that we're having after each movie. And we got, we finished Thor Ragnarok and I thought, wow, I'm still not going to be on the podcast for at least another week, if not longer. I really don't want to have to try and remember Infinity War. <laughs> so we, <laughs> we stopped. I said, hey, look, you know, we, we had to wait a year for Infinity War. So you're going to have to wait a couple of weeks until I have a chance to get back onto the podcast with Joe and talk about what we've watched so far. And so we decided to do that. So it's been almost two weeks now since we've watched a Marvel movie. Wow. Yeah, and we left off with, you know, the the destruction of Asgard and uh 
Thor and Loki on the ship, on the refugee ship, thinking, you know, what could go wrong? Mm-hmm. And that's where we left off. <laughs> so how was, like, you got to walk us through some of these movies and how, how Rosie oh, felt man. about them. So I honestly can't, I, I know that we watched um, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2, and I know that we talked about that. Yes. Uh, on on the podcast, I can't remember if we talked about Age of Ultron, because one of the things that I remember is thinking, "Wow, we're coming back to watch Age of Ultron and catch up with with the Avengers and what they've all been up to." Um, since you know we last saw them over two movies ago at the end of of uh, of Captain America: Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. and um. I remember saying that to you. Did I not say that to you? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, because a lot is going on in Age of Ultron. And I think that's another thing that we talked about, how, you know, we've got the introduction of, of three characters. We got Wanda, we got Wanda, we got Vision, we got Ultron. Um, you know, Thor goes and has his kooky vision about the Infinity Stone. So that's all out on the table now. Um, Quicksilver dies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um which is another character we're introduced to. It's pretty heavy. It is. How did she feel about that? Because that was the first, like, actual, I think, Marvel death that she had to deal with. How was she feeling about that? I mean, she she couldn't believe it. She, you know, exactly what you said. It's the first Marvel death. These 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 heroes have have not, you know, they've had their their trials and tribulations, and they've even had, you know. There, there are phases where they're kind of assholes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, absolutely. Except for Steve, but everyone else, you know. <laughs> but here we meet one, and he and he dies doing something altruistic, and uh, yeah, it was pretty devastating. I for I didn't realize how heavy. I think I had forgotten how heavy a moment that was, uh, because it definitely affected her. And I was I was pretty happy that right after that we got to watch Ant Man. So that is the one I have been holding my breath for. How did she feel about Ant-Man? She loved it. Okay, good. <laughs> but, but, but here's the thing, right? Is that I think where where it's really interesting, because I keep thinking about how Kevin Feige and the Marvel story trust, story team, is, is very methodically, very in, intentionally rolling out these different franchises and these different films. And Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, was a real curveball in a way that me as a Marvel geek, I'm just on board at this point. I'm sold. You know, you don't have to, you don't really have to sell me at all, actually. It's, hey, we're we're making this property. Oh, okay, cool. I'm there for that. Um, But it was a real curveball for her in terms of the tone and the comedy, and it didn't quite land with her. But after Guardians of the Galaxy 2, she said, okay, I'm on board. And so by the time we got to Ant-Man, it wasn't the, the the light sort of comedic approach wasn't as much of a curveball. She it was it was within the realm of like, oh, we're gonna get different types of pitches now from the MCU. Right. So that was already sort of established within the possibilities. And I kind of, you know, I positioned her a little bit. We're not watching trailers, we're not doing any of that, which is gonna come in. Later on, it's going to have a huge impact later as we as we talk about these movies. But right. yeah, um, 
you know, it, it did. She also, I think she also appreciated the, the sort of light touch after the end of, of age of Ultron and, and the death of Quicksilver, you know, even vision and Ultron have that, that interaction at the very end where Ultron straight out is like, they're doomed, you know, and Vision's like, yeah, I know. And she kind of looks at me like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) (laughs) Like the end of this movie is not making me feel better. Like it's a triumph or anything, you know? Uh, And I'm like, yeah, you're gonna have to wait and see. So after all of that ominous sort of foreshadowing, there's a lot, there's a shitload of foreshadowing. We did talk about Age of Ultron because I I searched an article and I went over all of the foreshadowing and all of the things that they drop in Age of Ultron that sets up more things. So we did talk about it, but yeah, but it's been a while. So yeah, going into Ant-Man after that. I think she really appreciated the sort of, you know, oh, okay, I can just be introduced to a new character and just dive into his life and his situation. And, oh, he just wants to see his daughter. And, you know, he's he's coming out of prison and he's trying to, you know, reestablish his life and gets caught up in this. And, and I think the heist plot really works perfectly for introducing this new character. Yes. Uh, so yeah, and it's a little hokey, but it's it's again, it's appreciated. You know, it's fun. Right. The the villain is kind of mustache twirling, but it's a nice change of pace from all of the pathos that we're seeing in Ultron and in you know, like like all of the stuff. Basically, up at, at this point in the MCU, the villains are all the result of the heroes' kind of fuck ups, <laughs> right? Like we're starting to see more and more that, um, you know, Tony's mistakes are coming back to bite him. Mm -hmm. So it it was nice to see a villain that is not built from the pathos and the mistakes of our hero. Right. Because, you know, Ultron is very much that. And we're seeing more and more of that, you know, the, 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 the relationship between Thor and Loki and all that stuff. So, and, you know, uh, the Thor, the dark world is about a lot of those mistakes of Odin and stuff. So um, yeah, Ant-Man was just kind of light fare and it was easily digestible and it was fun. And I was kind of holding my breath too. And at the end of it, she kind of turned and she was like, I liked that. And I was like, oh, okay, good. Thank God. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> but then we dive right back into another Avengers movie, basically. In Captain America: Civil War, mm-hmm. holy shit, Joe! <laughs> <laughs> oh, this was slightly traumatic. <laughs> for oh, no. Civil War was pretty traumatic. It was. Uh, I was really watching Rosie more than I was watching the movie uh, mm-hmm. in certain parts, especially. Um, they just do such a great job of of building up the reveals. Like, you know, the whole start with, I was really interested to see how she would react to Tony's um, little barf um, experiment where, you know, he builds a scenario between his mom and dad and the last time that he saw them and, so, and mm-hmm. spoke to them. And she already loves Tony. So I knew that that seeing him at that young age and seeing him vulnerable with his parents was just going to like really hook her. And right. it totally like, oh my God, like you could see Rosie's a Pisces. She's the type of person she wanted to crawl into the screen and just comfort Tony in that moment. <laughs> <She> was, <laughs> like it was paining her that she couldn't do that, uh, which I thought, oh shit, like wait until she sees what's about to happen. Oh yeah. Uh, here's another really funny note that I wanted to make sure to share with you. We get introduced to, to Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. 
she doesn't know, first of all, that we're getting Spider-Man in this movie. Uh, because she has no trailers to go off of, no movie posters, nothing. Does she even have a, a reference for who Spider-Man is? No. Okay. So Tony, oh, there's a you know, there's a there's a smash cut edit, and Tony suddenly is in this apartment in Queens talking to this woman, and then Peter walks in. And she goes, hey, Peter. And he's like, hey. And Rosie's just kind of watching, like, okay, who's what's going on? Who's this kid? Like, what's going on here? Like, and then they go into his bedroom and close the door. And Tony turns around and shows him the Spider-Man video. And Rosie goes, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is Spider-Man? <laughs> she had no idea Peter from Queens with Aunt May who that was. I was like, yeah, you didn't know Spider-Man's name was Peter Parker. And she's like, I've heard that, but I, I didn't know, like, he's a kid? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Spider-Man is a teenager? I'm like, yes, in the comic books, yes, Spider-Man's a teenager. She had no idea. And suddenly she was, like, so excited that she's heard of Spider-Man and now he's going to be in this movie. Uh, so that was pretty interesting. That's awesome because it really tells you that like Spider-Man is iconic because if somebody who is not a huge comic book fan is watching this movie and all of a sudden goes, wait, you mean Spider-Man's in this? Like that's all of our reactions. We knew it was coming, but we're like, they're going to put Spider-Man in this movie. Like, right. like that's one of the few reactions I think she's had that we all had at the same time. <laughs> right. Except, you know, we had it when that famous trailer dropped. Right. You know, and she's watching these movies going, oh, my God, what? Where is this movie going? Like, she had no idea that the airport scene was coming up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so that she did not like that. I mean, she enjoyed the, the scene, but it caused her great, <laughs> great discomfort, Joe, that these friends were fighting each other. <laughs> I, I can imagine. I can because again, we we knew going in. Oh well, that's what civil war is about. Civil war is always about like the 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 heroes picking sides and going at each other. And how did she feel about the the um, destruction? Because that's the episode or that's the movie where Wanda accidentally blows up the yes um, the consulate the building, right? Yes, yeah. She was sh again the. the 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 shit that happens that you you're is not supposed to happen to heroes right mm -hmm. and and you know we know <laughs> because we've seen the whole infinity saga by now they just continue to ramp that up mm -hmm. the heroes are not supposed to lose at any time in any capacity and we know that the heroes are going to continue to lose in major major ways but she's being introduced to this idea here's another thing joe these are tropes that we know from the comic books. What What's the first thing that happens when a hero meets another hero for the first time? Go. They fight. They fight. They realize that they're going to be, uh, they're on the same side, and then they go fight the villain. Exactly. Right? She knows, she knows nothing of this. <laughs> right. <laughs> so for her, the hero's fighting. She's going, no, no, we're friends. Work it out. Just sit down and talk to each other. You love each other. What are you doing? <laughs> it's really great. It's really, it's really great to watch. Um, 
the you know the moment uh oh by the way she hates zemo oh how funny she hates zemo with a passion (laughs) (laughs) because he succeeded he he really got them to tear each other apart she was really uh uh worried about whether or not tony and well first of all she was worried about whether or not steve and Bucky were going to be able to take on all the new winter soldiers by themselves mm-hmm. when they're headed to the facility at the end. Then with Steve heading, I mean, with, with Tony heading there after them, she thought, Oh good. Okay. At least they'll have Iron Man to help them take on all these new winter soldiers at the same time. <laughs> N- no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> So yeah, the reveal that um, the reveal that that Bucky was actually the one who murdered uh, Steve's parents was just it was oh, tears. Mm-hmm. It was just waterworks. <laughs> it was it was the worst possible thing happening, and and the fight she could barely watch. Um, God, I love the choreography of that of that fight between Steve and Bucky and Tony. Mm-hmm. So well done. All of the framing, all the way they recreate the comic book panels. It's been pointed out that that's um, kind of re um, replicated in Falcon and the Winter Soldier when they're fighting um, John Walker. Shit, that's right. Yeah, yeah, because it's so good. It's like oh. if, we can, if we can if we can do this again and remind people that this is going to be our new Captain America. And right. doing it with Bucky, like it was, it was, it's a pretty right. good fight scene. Dang, yeah. So that 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 was a doozy. Um, I may just between us, Joe. Am I am I cutting I, this out, or is this between us and the audience? It might be between us and the audience. Whoever else is listening, okay, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not in control of that. I'm not in control of that. <laughs> there may exist some video footage of Rosie watching these scenes. And freaking out. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll we'll see. If, if people are interested in, in seeing that, we might have to um her and I might have to post it up to YouTube or something and uh share share. It. That would that would be awesome. That would be awesome. <laughs> so uh yeah, that was like I said, that that was really traumatic. Uh Spider-Man homecoming was uh played great. She loves Peter, she loves Spider-Man. She is all on board for this character. She wants more of this character. And you know what that means, Joe. Oh, she's going to die at the end of Infinity War. She's going to die. Oh, my die. God. I, I'm, I'm almost in tears just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it causes that. We know what happens. We, we like, like, anytime you think about that, that and Groot, that, those were the two yes. most traumatic moments in that. Like, yes. Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. I, I'm almost in tears thinking about her watching that scene play out because she loves Peter. She loves the world he's in uh, the way they set up. She, you know, she, her, his, the lack of his origin did, did not like affect her enjoyment or connection with the character at all whatsoever. That's Uh, she, she doesn't know who uncle Ben is. She doesn't know. (laughs) She, she's, she's not told that with great power comes responsibility, but she, you know, we're shown that, in the story. Yeah. yeah. It's the difference between telling and showing that Marvel's become very good at. 
A hundred percent. I had never thought about that until this watching where I said, oh no, she's not going to get that with great power comes with great responsibility. And then we watched the movie and I'm like, oh shit, how about they just showed it to us? Like, <laughs> like that's what the whole story's about. Um, one moment that I have to point out from this movie is when Michael Keaton's vulture opens, answers the door mm-hmm. uh, on the night of the dance. Holy shit. <laughs> we almost had to pause the movie. <laughs> she she cra- almost crawled off the couch. She was like, oh my God, what is going on here? Like she was in that car with them having that really awkward, uh, uh, you know, menacing conversation before the dance. So yeah, um, that was, and, and she was surprised afterwards, you know, she was like, wow, that was really great. I love that, you know, Iron Man and Tony is like the connection he has with Peter. I'm like, yeah, you know, he, he has that connection with him in, in a storyline in the comics, but that's not like part of like Spider-Man's like hi- history. Right. Because in the comics, he's already an adult. He's like adult Peter Parker. He still has yes. a little bit of fanboy going on, but it's, he's adult Peter Parker at that point. Yes, exactly. And she was like, what? How? That? Wow. Like, she's like, it worked so well. I wouldn't have thought that. Like, nope. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, after that, instead of going into Doctor Strange, because mind you, by this point, she's met a new character in Ant-Man. She's met a new character in Spider-Man. Um, next was Doctor Strange and then Black Panther. But since those movies didn't have any bearing on each other, and I know she had seen Black Panther, Black Panther was basically like the only MCU movie that she had already seen, which okay. by the way, it tells you what a cultural moment Black Panther was on its Seriously. own. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> right. She's like, Oh yeah, I've seen that. Um, so we watched that uh, ahead of Doctor Strange because it was a movie she was familiar with a character. She was familiar with, she didn't really remember the movie. She just remembered enjoying it. it you know, it was part of the, the moment at the time um, watching it now, obviously she had a different, uh, you know, uh, uh, had a different impact on her. Um, but there's, yeah, there's not a ton of connection with the MCU, uh, claw. She recognized what's funny is that she recognized Ulysses claw in age of Ultron from black Panther. Right, 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 right. Because because she had seen Black Panther before. So when he pops up in Age of Ultron, she's like, oh, that's, I've seen that guy before. So yeah. And then um, what else? Uh, uh, Agent, whatever his name is. Uh, basically the white guy in Black Panther. Um, <laughs> she recognized him. She remembered him from uh, the end of Civil War where he's, you know, put in charge of Zemo basically. Mm-hmm. And then um, the the white wolf at the end. She loved that because, of course, she loves Bucky. So, right. you know, that little um, cameo at the end as Stinger was played really well. Um, and it's cool to see him like outside of the winter soldier persona. Like he doesn't have an arm. His hair is kind of back in a ponytail. He's chilling in Wakanda, you know, getting better. And (laughs) that was, she found that really touching, you know, like, Oh, like he's in therapy. Like he's improving his mental health. He's, he's working working on himself. (laughs) (laughs) The winter soldier spa days. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, that was good. And then we dove into Doctor Strange. I was worried that maybe Doctor Strange wouldn't land with her uh, just mm-hmm. because it's such a different thing. And again, just like they they rolled out the cosmic universe with Guardians, we're now getting the magical, mystical universe with Doctor Strange. Uh, she really liked it. And she actually, she said, she said that the effects were cool. I really liked the way they used magic and the way they explained it. 
She goes, but really, I just liked Stephen Strange. Like, I just wanted to keep hanging out with him. And I'm like, really? He's a fucking jerk. Like, <laughs> you? And she's like, yeah, I just, I don't know. She's like, I was just drawn to him. And I'm like, so you like Tony and you like Stephen Strange. She's like, yeah. I'm like, maybe you just like jerks. And then immediately I'm like, Uh-oh. what does this say about me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm like, oh fuck i just played myself what the fuck? <laughs> god damn it um, oh my god that's awesome <laughs> but yeah um she liked dr strange she she really liked spending time with the character um i love this movie it's one despite its flaws which by the way i just i hadn't heard that kevin feige came out and admitted like yeah we got the ancient one wrong he's oh, like wow yeah, he said it in a recent interview. He said, we overthought it. You know, we thought we can't do a wise, you know, old Asian man as the the master because that's a trope and that's, you know, a cliche and it's, you know, uh, a stereotypical. And so we're going to do something else. Oh, look at how progressive and smart we are to, you know, avoid that. He goes, and we got that wrong. He's like, of course we could have done that. You know, it, we just we just needed to do it in a better way by bringing in the right people with the right perspective. And he, right. he admitted it in, in, in an interview. So that was pretty cool, I thought. He didn't double down. <laughs> yes! Cheers so to you, Fucky. We love it. So true. Oh, my God. So, uh, yeah, and you can see them learning from their mistakes because they brought in Spellman uh, for uh, – Falcon and the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. and uh, who, you know who recently uh, did an interview on on Kevin Smith's podcast, which was fantastic. I recommend it. Really, really good. It. Yes, absolutely. Oh my god, so good. I'm down for anything that that guy makes <laughs> going forward. <right? laughs> uh, but yeah, so so Doctor Strange was really good. Here's another thing too. At the end, she's like, I, I said, "What'd you think?" She's like, "I'm I'm scared of that Mordo guy." <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like i don't i don't like that he's out there now that that really concerns me and i said you know it's not a spoiler by this point that you've seen the movie and you've seen that last scene in the comic books mordo is actually one of his greatest villains and she's like what mm-hmm. <laughs> like so the rest of us knew that watching the movie like oh we're kind of watching mordo's origin story at the same time as as you know strange's origin story right she had no idea whatsoever. None. So cool. It's so cool that she gets to experience this the way the like the way we can't. Right. Exactly. And I feel like I'm really getting a lot like she's allowing me to have that experience with her. That's so cool. Well, uh, she's letting us. I mean, like I, I, unless she is completely <laughs> completely <laughs> ignorant to what we are doing on this show. Oh, and no, that we is. are <laughs> definitely like following with bated breath her reactions to these movies. Um like yeah. <laughs> she's just I t- you know, I I did tell her, "Hey, you know, like people are really interested to hear your takes on these and it's a it's a big part of the discussion on the podcast and even on the Discord." And she goes, "Oh shit." <laughs> Uh, that's about as expressive as as my girlfriend is most of the time uh which is again another reason i love watching these with her is because the these stories and these characters are getting so much uh expression out of her like she is really emoting at these movies and these scenes so you know another level uh uh that i get to enjoy for myself um so 
yeah, we're gonna and we're gonna wrap this up with Thor Ragnarok, but I just want to say, you know, this is what Joe. This is phase two, mm-hmm. right? Um, Are we into phase three at this point? Yeah, I think you're phase three because doesn't phase three end with Infinity? Oh yeah, yeah. So phase two ended with Age of Ultron. Holy shit, man! Marvel was not fucking around in phase three. No, no, they weren't. Every movie is something new or something major. Mm-hmm. Every single movie. Uh, it's just a lot to you know. We were obviously in fucking bliss, mm-hmm. right? Getting all these things that we knew, or we already knew we wanted. But for new audiences, it's a lot to take in. It's a lot to absorb and process. All these new characters with new casts in new settings and new worlds and countries, and you know, it, it's mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, so it was nice to kind of wrap up with Thor Ragnarok because you're coming back to, you know, a fan favorite character in Thor, although he hasn't really been a fan favorite. I think it's Thor Ragnarok is what cements <laughs> yeah. his fan favorite, you know, status. And then of course we see what he does in, in infinity wars. A uh, couple things about Thor Ragnarok. I was again, concerned about the level of kind of slapsticky humor in this mm-hmm. movie, even though I loved it and it, it probably makes it probably my favorite MCU movie. Um, I was just curious about how it was going to land with her. She, by this point, she's all on board. She loved it. She thought it was hilarious. She loved that it was so funny. She loved that it was so weird. I'm so glad that Kirby Jack, all the Jack Kirby, you know, designs and influence played well for her. Um, Jeff Goldblum cracked her up, <laughs> basically playing Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> right. Well, that, that is the character that Jeff Goldblum plays. Like, right. He plays the character, and it is Jeff Goldblum. I don't even think it's actually Jeff Goldblum. I think I, I, I would not be surprised if Jeff Goldblum has his own persona when he is at home by himself that is not Jeff Goldblum. I do think he has created this character. That he yes. portrays when he is out in public. Yes, yes, I agree. Uh, so, I mean, Taika Watiti's sensibilities really landed well in this viewing for her. Um, you know, the 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 jokey characters like Korg, um, the little like one liners and and the setups and the payoffs of the jokes and the dramatic stuff. The whole sort of re. Oh, how do I put this? They they sort of, I don't want to say retcon, but they definitely reintroduce us to the mythos of Asgard in a new way and add mm-hmm. levels and layers. Like, no, like, how do you think we got a whole a control of the nine realms? You know what I mean? Like, we were colonizers and we were conquerors and we did this and this and it was all about war and, you know, Odin had a change of heart. And so introducing, you know, the fact that, Thor and Loki have an older sister. Kate Blanchett just kills in this movie. She it just is really good. Yeah, she's uh, really. Oh my god, she's excellent. Um, and then again, remember Joe? No posters for Rosie. No trailers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nothing. She was biting her nails, going, "Oh my god, how uh, wh- how is Thor going to get himself out of this mess?" Because mm-hmm. cause Valkyrie has him, you know, uh, has that, that um, what's it called? The, that, that little contraption on his neck, that kind of, the stun, stun gun, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
you know, he he doesn't have his hammer. Oh my God! When when Mjolnir is exploded by Hela, she couldn't believe it. She she was like, "Wait, wait, that's <laughs> that's not supposed to be able to happen. That's against the rules that have been set up by this universe already." Yeah. What is happening right now? She said after the movie, she said, I thought he was going to die. Like I thought, (laughs) I thought the rest of the movie was going to be Loki, like trying to bring his brother back to life or something. Well, it's funny because it's like, it makes us realize that the, like I have always been like really bummed that they killed off Quicksilver because in my mind, it was because he can't be in both the Marvel universe and the Fox Marvel universe. And that's why they did it. And that's, but when you think about it, no, they had to, because they had to let you guys, they had to let the audience know we are willing to kill off characters. Exactly. And that makes all of these things that much more intense, because if they did it with that character, they can do it with other characters. And it's like, I know you haven't, well, oh, I can't because I want you to watch this series, but the way they handled death in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and it's kind of funny that Joss Whedon is involved in both, but um, it it is definitely a serious thing. It's not something that you can just bounce back from. Like it is, right. it is such a serious thing. And so there's always consequences to death and how you handle it. And so the fact that, that, he established they established that with Quicksilver's death. Now, every time you go into a movie, you're like, well, who's gonna who's gonna die in this one? Yes. Yes. And you look at the movies and they are ramping things up. You know, uh, I think aside from Bucky, I don't know that anyone really major dies in, in phase one. Mm-hmm. Um in phase two, it seems like Loki dies, but then we find out at the end that he didn't. By this point, Bucky is back. So we're like, okay, even Bucky didn't die. Uh, but you're right. Age of Ultron, you know, Quicksilver's death is is kind of a, a really huge turning point. Because after that, we really start to see some major stakes where the villains even are like actually dying. Right, like mm-hmm. Killmonger dies at the end of Black Panther, uh, in a pretty you know impactful way, um, and then that's setting us up. That's that's <laughs> that's setting us up for what's to come in Infinity War. And I'm really glad you you mentioned this because I I, I think I've talked about before. We're also watching Mad Men. Oh and, right right right. And so we're almost done with Mad Men. We're wrapping up season seven now. Uh, And one of the things that has always been in play since the beginning of the show is that anything can happen to any character in any episode. Mm -hmm. People die. People get married. People get pregnant. People commit suicide. People uh, you know, are locked away in either prison or mental institutions. Uh, people are fired and we never see them again. A- anything can happen. Right, <laughs> right. And it brings so much drama to that show. And so after Thor Ragnarok, <laughs> what I said to Rosie was, okay, from here on out, from here, this is the beginning of the end. Thor Ragnarok is the beginning of the end of this saga that we've been watching. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen to any character in any movie. And she looked at me and she went, oh, no, no, <laughs> no. And I said, yes. And she said, what does that mean? And she started to cry. Oh, no. <laughs> <Ray>. <laughs> I know. <laughs> 
<laughs> she started to tear up, and I said, "I'm I'm just trying. I'm looking out for you. Like I'm, I'm <laughs> just sending you because we all know what's coming up. And just, we are I, really <laughs> concerned about your well being. Yes." I'm saying this for your own protection. <laughs> Start guarding your heart now. Because listen, Joe, I mean, after Odin dies at the beginning of, of the movie of, of Ragnarok, then Mjolnir is destroyed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then Thor is successfully captured. I mean, we see how powerful he is at the beginning of Thor Ragnarok. And, you know, he's taking down all, all these demons and and what seems like hell. So they really do a great job of setting up how powerful this guy is. So for him to be stripped of all that and be held captive against his will, and there's nothing he can do about it. This is really bad for this character. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so Rosie, <laughs> Rosie is sitting there going, how the hell is he going to survive the fight with this champion that we don't know about? Yeah. Because she has no posters and trailers to go off of. <laughs> so when when the Hulk busts through that tunnel, her and Thor both at the same time go, yes! <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. At the same time, the, 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 the feeling of relief <laughs> comes over her. She Beautiful. literally, she literally sat up and was like, "Yes! Like, <laughs> oh my god! Oh, so great! Like good!" And then immediately it's like, "Oh shit! Wait!" Gonna fight. <laughs> so it's just, it's been this roller coaster, man. I mean, uh, it's been so great to watch these, to rewatch these with her. Uh, you know, for the first time for her, um, she had no idea Hulk was coming. She, oh god, the way they use Hulk's character in this movie is great, and even Banner. I mean, it's it the the joy doesn't stop when Hulk goes away and Banner comes back, and he's traumatized from being the Hulk for two years, and she's like crying, she's like in tears for him, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then you know the fact that Asgard is actually destroyed at the end. Again, she's like, wait, what? Like that's not supposed to happen. Well, it did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I just like every time like, I've talked to Matt about this. I have I have talked to other friends about this. And I'm like, I, I just I I am so excited for and yet so concerned about the end of Infinity War. Yeah. Because I just know like she's gotten so yeah. invested in these characters. And it was traumatic for us who knew it was coming. Yep. But oh my God, like like have the tissues ready. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they're already they're they're permanently by the couch. Like, that's- <laughs> why are Ray? Why are there three boxes here? <laughs> yeah. No kidding. No kidding. It, oh, it's it's we it's you know it's kind of a routine at this point. A, an impactful scene happens in anything that we're w- watching, and I just know to reach over and pull one out and just hand it to her, <laughs> and she can just keep watching and just yeah dry the tears. So. That's awesome. It's it's gonna be something. Um, definitely gonna gonna try to make sure I, I get this uh, on on film or, or video somehow. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. So that's where we're at, folks. We are about to embark <laughs> on Infinity War. So here's here's a question for you, Joe, and maybe other yes. people can chime in on Discord. Um, the way I was planning to watch it from this point on was release order, which is Infinity War. Ant-Man and the Wasp, 
end game far from home. But everything that I'm seeing online, especially the chronological order, which is what we have been going by so far, they say that Ant-Man and the Wasp comes before Infinity War. Mm -hmm. The problem with that, of course, is the stinger. And I don't like the idea of skipping the stingers. I feel like those are really important. Mm -hmm. So the question is either to watch Ant-Man and the Wasp, watch the stinger and have her go, what the hell is that? And then I say, you'll find out in the next movie or watch Infinity War, then watch Ant-Man and the Wasp and then have the stinger happen. And then basically, you know, have to watch another movie between Infinity War and Endgame. Uh, and and then go into Endgame. Yeah, I would go. I would go. Hmm. I would go. Ant Man, Infinity War, Endgame. That's what I was thinking. Okay. And and I do think like you do have the choice of saying I'm not going to show you this stinger because it it came after the next movie and I don't want you to do that. But we'll come back to it right after the movie. Oh. Is honestly how I would do it. Okay. If anyone else has any, you know, reasons why we should do Ant Man first and then Infinity War, or vice versa, please, please, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Awesome. Yes, please, because th- this is this this, seems, this feels like a big decision. <laughs> <laughs> this feels like this could like really affect the enjoyment of the watching stuff. Um, but I am actually, you know what? I'm going to say this is my other um, reason for thinking that you should do Ant-Man and then Infinity War and then the um, Stinger is because Endgame, Ant-Man plays such a big part of that that it's kind of a good transition into that. Oh, that's true. So that's the way I would go. Okay, so then you're you're in favor of watching a movie in between Infinity War and Endgame. No, I'm I'm in, in I I say watch Ant-Man, don't show her the stinger and say we're going to stop here cuz the stinger fits between the other two movies. Got it. Watch, watch Infinity War, let her recover. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> watch the stinger and then go right into Endgame because like honestly, Ant-Man is almost the perspective character for a good chunk of Endgame. That's a great point. Okay. So this wraps up this section, although I got to say, oh, my God, we're going to watch Infinity War. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're going to step away. We're going to go to a quick commercial break, and then we're going to go and reminisce about our last 200 episodes, and we will be right back. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the geek to geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games! Star Wars! Comics! Movies, K-pop, Disney Plus, Keanu, Keanu Reeves, New, or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep. And each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes, Keanu. We're back. And so for 
our 200th episode, what I thought we would do is we would kind of, it's a, a kind of a mishmash of stuff because we did get a lot of audio and emails from people, but I wanted to put them in some kind of order. And I'm like, how do I do this? So what I think we're going to do is we're going to kind of go through the last 200 episodes. We're not going to go episode by episode, but we will, for some of the, the earlier ones, go through a little bit more episode by episode, just because there's a lot of firsts. And I thought it would be kind of fun to talk about how the show has evolved over the years. Uh, and so and in addition to that, right now we're in the middle of the geek to geek Media's spring fever party. And so they've asked all of us to answer various questions. So I'm going to kind of seed those through uh, a lot of them we've answered before, but, mm-hmm. um, but I figured this will just be kind of a, a fun way to, to add to what we're talking about. <laughs> And the the first question they asked is, who are you and what do you do for the geek to geek network? And so for us, I figured we would talk about uh, a little bit about how we met. We've talked about it before, but we just kind of throw it out there again. Um, we used to work together. Right. Sort of. <laughs> sort of. So, well, I mean, like, I think you had one. I think you, you, you subbed for... Uh, one of our PE teachers for like yes. a time. And then you dove right into like three weeks of being a sophomore teacher. Yes, exactly. And uh, I was a substitute teacher. So I obviously, I, I mean, I worked at iPoly a lot. That was like my number one school that hired me as a sub, but I wasn't there every day the way you are. Right. Or were. So that's why, you know, I say we sort of work together. I mean, I, I didn't work all those days, much like the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, the two fun things is you, like you did one with like a PE teacher and then you came and taught um, my friend Sean Daly's class for like three weeks. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think it was in those three weeks that we kind of were just like, okay, yeah, no, this is, this is gonna, <laughs> this is gonna be a thing. Yep. <laughs> and um, we, we mentioned a couple episodes ago that you got in trouble for cleaning up Sean's desk. <laughs> yes. I would like to announce that he has responded to that episode. Oh, shit. And he did. Oh, did he not tell you? No. Oh, he, he, he must've just sent it to me then. Okay. So, like, oh, now I have to go find the tweet or the, the, the message. Um, oh, oh, wait. Okay, I did get that message. Uh, you're yeah. talking about the text message that he sent to both of the us? The text message he sent, yes. Oh, okay, yes, yes, yes I got I thought he you was... meant he... <laughs> I thought you were about to play an audio file. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, no, That, but that would have been awesome. Uh, he, <laughs> Sean said, for the record, I forgive you. One of my favorite teacher stories. I learned a lot about myself I didn't know. And uh, <laughs> just just to, to throw everything into perspective... He was out on paternity leave, and his right. son Griffin is now fourteen years old. So, Good Lord. we have known each other, my friend. We have a, we have a chronological like tag there. We have marker known each other the last fourteen years. That's right. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> so the first question was, uh, "Who are you? What do you do for the Geek to Geek Network?" Well, obviously, we do this, um, but. Then the next one is how did you start podcasting? So I have I have two audios for us. First of all is the um, origin story for me on episode twenty three, and we'll get to why twenty three is a significant episode later. But I, I talked to 
a couple of fellow podcasters who you'll be hearing from or about throughout the rest of this episode. But um, they asked me the same question. So I, I wanted to kind of sprinkle audio from past shows into this show. And so this this is my response. This is Mandy. And before we started, I started to ask Joe these questions. I'm like, no, no, save it for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get into podcasting? Well, it's funny because I um, I have an hour and a half commute one way from Palm Springs to Pomona to, to teach high school. And That's crazy. it is. It is. And it's it's not smart, but we got a lot more house out there for what we could afford at the time. And, you know, uh, it's no secret I'm gay and I could I could get a place in Pomona or Rancho Cucamonga or, you know, where I could get more house for my money, but I wouldn't feel comfortable walking down the street holding hands with my husband. And so we made um an agreement very early on that we were not going to ever live somewhere where we would not feel safe to be ourselves. So that's why. And I've got an hour and a half drive in and sometimes a two hour drive back if traffic's bad. And so I'm, I'm a big World of Warcraft player and the World of Warcraft community has a huge podcast community. And so I just started listening to World of Warcraft podcasts because if I couldn't play, the time that I was going to be spending <laughs> on the road was not going to be able to be playing. Well, at least I could kind of learn how to play while... I was driving and then apply what I found out to when I did have time to play. And then that started evolving into um, I would listen to live plays of Dungeons and Dragons games where the people will, um, there's a Critical Hits has a, a, where they'll just tell these stories and it's them playing and you want to see what their dice roll are going to be or, you know, they're going to get out of this big moment. And then it again, it evolved and evolved. And, and so, Eventually, I was like, I really want to do this. This is something that is so interesting, and I want to be part of these conversations, and I want to meet these people and, and tell them what I think about what they're talking about. And so originally, I was going to start, before Geektitude was Geektitude, I was going to start a podcast with two of my very good friends. We go to uh, Comic-Con every year together. We, um, we they, they are my go-to geeks when I've got questions about things. And, and the fact of the matter was, is it, it's just they're too busy, you know. One has children, one's starting her own company, and and it's hard to find time. And I was like, if I want to do this, I have to do it by myself because then I can set the schedule, I can make sure that I get who I want there, and hopefully they'll come along, come on the episodes and I'll, I'll get them on once in a while, but unless I do it myself, it's not going to happen. And so that's how Geek to Dude was born. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so that was that was the the <clears throat> kind of summary of how we got started. But if we want to answer the question of uh, how did Ray get started podcasting, we, we need to listen <laughs> to this next clip. Oh no! Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Craze in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode one of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. 
Today, I'm really excited to have my very first guest, Ray Vargas. How you doing, hey, Ray? how's it going? Uh, thank you so much for being here with me this morning. Yeah, this is great. I'm looking forward to it. We are going to jump right into the interview so that uh, everybody knows who you are. So, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I am a teacher and artist from Boyle Heights in L.A. Grew up here and just loving geek stuff, comic books and movies especially. So would you say movies is your, like, primary area of geekitude? Um, yeah, it's gone that way. I mean, when I was younger, it was all about comic books, which is how I got into art in the first place. I think, uh, you know, comic books were, like, my first major influence art-wise. And then mm-hmm. uh, I think it was just, like, a natural progression to film because comic books are so cinematic, you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Whoa. <laughs> Isn't that nuts? Like, first That's, of all, I don't yeah. go back and listen to my show very often, so I forgot how long the intro is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually, I was just talking about this with a friend of mine who listens to the show. And I said, you know, I do, I've never listened to one of our podcasts ever. And he said, mm-hmm. why not? And I said, because I hate listening to the sound <laughs> of my voice. <laughs> I hate it causes me so much anxiety and discomfort listening to my own voice, which is funny because I've before podcasting, I don't know if I, I think I've mentioned this before. This is Joe. I just do shit and I forget to tell people that I've done this shit. <laughs> Literally anytime that the, the geekitude comes up in conversation, it could be with someone that I've known for years and they're like, wait a minute. You host a podcast? Like what the? Fuck? <laughs> They're like, I live with you. How did I not know? This? <laughs> um. So back back in my late teens, early twenties, I co-hosted and co-produced a cable access show. I don't think I knew this. <laughs> Yes. So in in late in high school, I had a couple of, of best friends. Basically, we we were actually no, this was after high school. This was like the, the year or summer after high school. Um, I had two best friends. We were inseparable. It was myself. It was Richard and it was Al. And the three of us uh, went on to be in punk bands together in various capacities and just hung out all the time. Wait, wait, um, I'm sorry. You were in a punk band? <laughs> oh, I was in I was in a couple different punk bands in my youth. Yes, I used to how, play. How did I not know this? <laughs> Again, just shit that I just, you know, I don't know, man. I just get into shit, you know? And so, yeah, I used to play music. I used to play bass and I used to sing and uh, write songs and record. We, we recorded a few demos over the years and we played uh, various shows, mostly backyard gigs in East LA and around LA, but we played clubs a couple of times, just, you know, really like hole in the wall places. But anyway, so um, Richard and Al, or, or Al answered a, a, an ad uh, for, and this must have been like, you know, this is back late 90s, so maybe a penny saver ad. I don't know what the fuck, but mm-hmm. um, it was a call out for this, this public access cable show that was looking for a host. And this guy, we met this guy named Albert Garcia, still a friend of mine, although we haven't spoken in a long time. And uh, we were social media friends. And uh, Albert was an intern on this really popular public access cable show in Boyle Heights in East LA at the time called the Illegal Interns. 
And there was these two guys. I can't remember where they started. It might have been radio, but they had this public access show and it was very popular in, in the neighborhood. And Albert was a young intern on that show and he was given his own show to produce. And so he, it was all about movies. Albert is a huge comic book geek, a huge superhero nerd, uh, loves Superman and loves movies. And so he created a show called Have You Seen It? And which seen it being, you know, Spanish for movies, but also a play on Have You Seen It? So um, he started out with a couple hosts that didn't work out. So he put out the call for a couple new hosts. Al, my best friend at the time, um, answered the call and became a host on Have You Seen It? And Richard, because we're always hanging out together, we all ended up being on the show as well. And eventually, you know, because people come and go and our and our, our schedules are different, I became one of the permanent co-hosts of Have You Seen It? And it got pretty popular for a minute. It was kind of weird going to the movies in East LA and walking into the theater and someone going, have you seen it? Like, <laughs> going like, oh shit, like, <laughs> people know who I am, like, in my neighborhood, like, in Montebello, but... Um, so I did that for years and then for a couple years and then with art school kind of taking more and more of my time when in my early twenties, I had to leave the show and, you know, they, he found other hosts and eventually it, 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 uh, evolved into being picked up by a, a legit cable station called KJLA. And it started streaming online as well. This was like early kind of days of internet stuff. And it turned into, from Have You Seen It, it turned into Influx, Influx TV. And we would play uh, music videos, punk music, skating videos. We would talk about comic books and anime. Uh, I was hugely into Neon Genesis, Evan Evangelion at the time. So we would talk about that. And I would be on as, co as host every now and then. And eventually I became a permanent host of that. We would go to Warp Tour and we would interview bands and we would get backstage. We would go to the Chain Reaction in Anaheim. We would go to... Um, the Roxy and Hollywood and film punk bands and interview them and stuff. So I did that for a while. <laughs> I did. I, I know none of this about you. Like, this is like, who are you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that was my early twenties basically. And during this time is when I was in punk bands and stuff, but you know, eventually I had a, whittle down all my interests and all the activities that I was signing up for, which happens on this podcast sometimes, right? Where I'm like, mm -hmm. Joe, I'm sorry. I got like three other things competing for my Sunday. Like I can't record this this week. Uh, I remember, you know, when I was 17 years old, my dad sitting me down one day and going, you're going to have to do less stuff, man. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> here I am now 42 years old, about to be 42 in a, in a few weeks. And I'm like an artist and I'm a grad student and I'm an admissions counselor and I'm a podcast co-host and I'm like a bunch of other things. <laughs> so I don't know. I never really learned my lesson, but it, all this, to, the reason why I started talking about all this, because just to say like, even then I couldn't stand watching myself on TV. I couldn't stand the sound of my voice, even in our demos. Like I would never listen to our demos because I just didn't want to hear myself singing. I didn't want to hear myself talking. And yet I keep finding myself, putting myself in <laughs> situations where I'm being recorded uh, so yeah, it's really interesting to hear this old clip of me uh, uh, being on on the first episode of Geekitude. Well, and and I only think I have one more clip that we're gonna have. You're gonna have to endure your own voice, but I think the rest <laughs> are other people. Um, but do do you do you remember what you were thinking about 
as far as like when I talked to you about this or like when you started being on the show, like, do you have any memories from back then? You know, yeah, I remember I knew about podcasts, but I wasn't a podcast listener. So that mm-hmm. was still like, and, and I'm telling you, this is why I still think of it to this day is hanging out with you and just geeking out with you because it, it was just like, oh, we're going to talk and this is going to be put out into the void somewhere <laughs> somehow, yeah. but that's none of my concern. Like that's, that's never going to have any impact or bearing on my life. It's really just going to be talking to Joe. And I, and I thought that about it then. And I still kind of feel that way about it now. Yeah. I I do remember thinking that's really cool that Joe's doing this because I've heard a podcast and they sound cool. And my friend is making one like, holy shit. Well, that was that was from episode one, um, which debuted on September 29th, 2015, and um, and I call those first 12 episodes the startup episodes, because anybody who knows anything about podcasts knows that you start you start with like having your friends on. So literally the first four guests were you, Maricel, Matt and Sean, like you were the four (laughs) guests from my first four. Um, and then episode five came around and I actually had a guy named Juice Jones. Um, we met at, a, a, a pre-party for BlizzCon 2015 and we talked about, I like, he had a, a Hearthstone podcast and, um, I, I would talk with them in social media and everything. And so when we met up, I was like, Hey, I've got this podcast. Would you like to come on and talk about Hearthstone? And he's like, yeah, sure. And so he was like my first non-friend to be on the show, like somebody that I had just, uh, you know, met through social media. Um, and uh, he did say, congrats, glad to hear you've been keeping on keeping on. And that's very juice. <laughs> <laughs> but he was on episode five. Episode six was my first person that I co- basically co- cold called. Um, she is a cosplayer by the name of Geisha V. She's a cosplayer of color. Um, she's all about body positivity. Uh, she said, that's wonderful news. Congratulations. Thank you for the opportunity of being part of your show. I actually would like to get her back on because it's been forever. Like part of part of the great thing about preparing for episode 200 was going through all these previous episodes and being like, oh, right. That person was on this show that like, oh, and then there's this and like just all those <laughs> memories that come up. Um, but episode seven is the one that I always point to where I was like, what? what am I doing? I, f- <laughs> I forget how it happened. Either I, I put out on social media or I forwarded something on social media and I tagged the, the Marvel superheroes, classic role-playing game mm. in some way or form. I don't remember how I did it. I want to say it was on Twitter because I was trying to get us a Twitter presence at the time. And when I was in college, I actually started up a Marvel superheroes RPG um, email list, like email server where people would just like say, it was like the early forms of message boards or, um, you know, just where you would go and you would like, you would post to it and it would send an email out to all the members. And that's how you would communicate with each other. And it was like, Hey, I've got this really, you know, it, it's like Reddit for for mm. the the early two thousands, and 
I love. I still to this day love Marvel superheroes. If it wasn't for the fact that I was worried about copyright, that would be a game <laughs> that we would be playing on as the dice roll. But this guy comes and he says, "Hey, I have been running a game forever. You know, he's talking to me about it, and and we're talking back and forth." And I was like, "Well, why don't you come on? I've got a podcast. It's very early on, but why don't you come on and talk about um, Marvel?" superheroes with me that would be awesome and he's like yeah that'd be great and so you know i'm just like i'm gonna look this guy up on facebook and then i realize that he's a major artist for dc and marvel and he's done green lantern and he's like and i'm like oh god what did i do like what like i oh my god what did i do this is like a real like this is somebody <laughs> who actually is part of the industry what did i do <laughs> like and so you know, I said, I like my, my show notes, I make all formal and I sent out, I sent out an email. I'm so excited you're going to be on the show. And, you know, we can talk about this. You know, we can talk about your runs on Green Lantern and that and the other. And he just goes, yeah, but we get to talk about Marvel superheroes, right? <laughs> yes. and, and I was like, I was like, yeah. And it was the first time that I was like, oh my God, they, people just want to talk about the stuff that they like to talk about. We're just geeks. We're just geeks. <laughs> So that was episode seven. And I, I remember talking to Matt and going, I, I like I'm on episode seven. I'm having this guy on and I have no idea what to do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can edit this out if you want, but I just Googled Hearthstone. Cause I'm like, I've heard that. Where have I heard that before? Mm-hmm. I don't know what Hearthstone is. And so I look it up and I'm like, Oh, it's a blizzard uh, online digital collectible card game. Okay. It's, it's, Oh, it's, it's builds upon the existing Warcraft lore. Mm-hmm. And I realized where I've heard it before, we have a Hearthstone display at LCAD. Oh, wow. Because uh, one of our notable faculty in our game art program is Bree Waller, who is a recruiter for Hearthstone. And a lot of our LCAD game artists have gone on to work on Hearthstone. Yeah, see, it's a very small world we live in. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of these days when things get back to normal, I'm definitely going to bring you in for a tour. <laughs> I, w- I would love to. I, I think that would be so much fun. Cool. Um, so, yeah, so that was episode seven. Episode eight, we met Elle from um, – oh, she's been she's, – Elle does, does so much stuff. Uh, Michelle Jensen, She's she did the Nerd Out app back in the day. She's got travel – travel blogs. I saw, I met her at Comic-Con and that's, we've become good friends ever since. Um, She'll come up later in the thing uh, as we talk about later episodes. And then episode nine was with Ryan Allgood because at the time my absolute favorite podcast was um, I remember it dot, dot, dot better. And it's a geek nostalgia (laughs) podcast. And I absolutely loved that show. Like just just loved that show and I, I loved Ryan Allgood on it. And I, you know, <laughs> having David Gallagher on talking about Marvel superheroes um, kind of made me, it emboldened me to go after <laughs> some of the people that I listened to. And, and so I, I remember the one thing that Ryan said to me while I, you know, while we were either closing up some sort of transition. I said, you know, man, thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. I'm really just such a big fan. And he's like, you know what? I'm a podcaster and podcasters like the podcast and don't ever stop asking podcasters on your show because we like the podcast. And if they want a podcast, they'll come on your show. Cool. And so that, that was, um, your marching orders. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was that was kind of the beginning of of the end for me going, all right, I'm not gonna go for anybody big. Um, because in my mind, that is like, you know, 
these are people that I listen to. And I think a good portion of my first 50 episodes was going after people that I loved listening to and wanting to continue those conversations that they had had on their shows. Cool. And I'm sure the fact that you're a fan uh, comes through in your interviews as well. You know, um, yeah. I, as much as I tried not to fanboy out, I'm sure there are some fanboy moments. No, in a good way, in, in, in a way that you're yeah, invested. Yeah. You're invested in their conversations, and it's mm-hmm. really just comes from you wanting to continue them and to you know continue to to do the deep dive. Yeah, and so the last two episodes of what I call the startup episodes were you and I talking about Force Awakens, and then our oh. our infamous poor Jeremy Renner episode. <laughs> wow, that's. <laughs> Yeah, so we started this segment with Stay in Your Lane, Zack Schneider, because that was the title of the first episode. Oh and, my god. <laughs> yeah, and then and then um because we haven't we haven't titled a lot of episodes. Usually it's just topic person we're talking to. <laughs> right. Um that's great. So, that's that was 2015, right? Yeah, so that took us through um uh, what was it was September of 2015 through like the f- the the first episode of 2016. Okay. Wow. Uh, so then we go to like the next era. I I look. I'm looking at is um, episodes 13 through 26, which is basically um, January through April of 2016, and I call that the new friends era because that's where I started picking up a lot of the people that we've heard regularly on the podcast. And that all kind of started with uh, an individual who many of you have heard from, and his name is Kenny Rotter. He did send us a fun little thing. Hey, Joe, from Kenny and the Dumbbells and Dragons family, congrats on 200 episodes. So proud of you. So glad Geekitude and our podcast have brought us together. My Sundays are so much more enjoyable with you and your podcast in it. Cannot wait until we get to get together again um, and raise a glass to our wonderful friendship and uh, enjoyment of each other's company together. This was long, and I apologize, but I love you very, very much. Congrats again. So that's Kenny. We love Kenny. (laughs) And... um, (laughs) <laughs> and the way that all came about was we I, I saw him at Comic-Con and he stood up to ask a question. We were in a, um, a, a like a geek strong panel. It was about, you know, fitness geek blogs and like just the, the name of his show or his, his blog at the time, uh, Dumbbells and Dragons. I'm like, that's brilliant. I must know this person. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, and I I had him on the show and we talked and it was it was the first it was like a New Year's resolution episode because you know, of course you always get into you know we always say New Year New You uh, and so why not talk about about geek fitness and then after we finished he says hey why don't you why don't we do an episode about all the podcasts we listen to because a friend of mine's constantly asking me for recommendations we could do a recommendation episode and I thought he was inviting me onto his podcast but he was inviting himself back on mine (laughs) (laughs) and and i always tease him about that to this day but um it it was great because at the end of that episode and we went through all the stuff that we were listening to and i 
at the time being the the Twitter whore that I was <laughs> went and and tagged every podcast that we were talking about on the show and said, hey, these are all the podcasts we listen to in hopes that their listeners would go, oh, hey, they like our favorite podcasts. We're going to go listen to them. And because of that, I then met the people at WEC and they don't podcast anymore together, but um, it was Mandy, Kelly, Kevin, and Katie. And if you want to hear probably one of my absolute favorite episodes, go to listen to episode 23. It's the one that I played earlier with my origin story, but it, it really tells about how this kind of time frame happened. Um, and so that's a, it's a great episode. If you're, if you're looking for a greatest hits, I definitely call that one of them. But uh, we, so we, met Kenny then we met the WEC people episode 15 we got Raven and EJ uh, I again huge fans of the Girls Gone Wild podcast and we're, we're celebrating episode 200 they're at like something like 426 or something like that <laughs> like that podcast just just keeps going and they are so good at what they do but become really good friends with Raven and EJ they've been out to my place um Episode 17, we met Kelly Hightower, who we have both become friends with. And I do have a clip from her as well. Hey, it's Kelly Hightower here from Mating Habits of the Modern Geek. I have been friends with Joe for several years. He contacted me back in potentially 2015, 2016, uh, to do a Valentine's episode for his podcast, Geekitude. And even though I was slightly concerned, having been uh, ambushed in the past by people wanting to have me come on their show and uh, didn't tell me I didn't know what I was talking about, I went and listened to a couple episodes and discovered that Joe is a fantastic human being and that the show was actually a show I began listening to. And uh, yeah, so ever since then, we, uh, I think he likes to say we, we talked for a couple hours before recording and then talked for a couple hours after recording, and I think he's right. Um, he, he's a fantastic guy. And a couple years after that, I ended up flying out to Palm Springs to, uh, meet him in person and got to meet his husband, Matt, and had a wonderful weekend there for Palm Springs, uh, Comic-Con. And yeah, just a wonderful human being. Uh, he is funny. He's a good teacher. Um, I've even seen one of his, uh, school productions over Zoom, thanks pandemic. And yeah, Joe is a just a great, wonderful, giving podcast co-host. Uh, he's a great podcast host. We also did a political podcast during the dark uh, Trump years called State of the Geek. They even got hacked once. So I just to tell you how great it was and how, how much breaking ground we were doing where we basically got together once every couple of weeks and just cried about the State of the Union. <laughs> um but no, Joe, you've been just get, getting to know you over these years has been fantastic. Getting to work with you, getting to uh, visit and just be a friend is is one thing. But also to be all from a creator standpoint, to be able to create with someone who understands what they're doing and understands what the messages that we want to put out to the world and doing that in a way that's kind and in a way that is uh, considerate is not 
usually the case. So it's been a real treat to work with you uh, and to be your friend. And 200 episodes is nothing to sneeze at. Um, I've been doing this longer than you, but you've been doing it more consistently than I have. And so you beat me to it. But, uh, you know, here's to 200 more. And uh, it, it's, it's just, it's been an honor and a pleasure to be your friend and to get to be on your show and to have you come on mine. So keep up the good work. Uh, have have a, a wonderful 200th episode, and I will be seeing you very soon. Bye-bye. So anyway, so that was Kelly. And then, of course, this is also in episode um, 25. We had Brian and Philippe from The Average Geek Show. And all of these people are the ones that have kind of been regulars over over the years. I actually have statistics. So here are your here are your top guests or yeah your top guests or hosts from uh the last 200 episodes of course ray being a co-host has made 82 out of the last 200 and this is give or take i might have miscounted a few but for the most part we're about 82 uh rob from uh sometimes rob 14 he's he's definitely second place and then brian from the average geek show and mandy from weck and betcha didn't know that podcast um, they're seven each. And then Kelly, Kevin, and Katie from um, Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea and like a thousand other podcasts on the network <laughs> um, are uh, were, were six each. And so, you know, these are the, this is like, I met most of these people within like the first, not even the first 12 months, I'd say first eight to 10 months of, of doing this show. And, I call it the friendship years because, or the friendship episodes, because really like I've got like lasting friendships that have come out of those episodes. That's so cool. I love going over these eras. I love that you did all this research in your own show and we get to go over all these different eras. It's so great. Well, it's just kind of crazy because I, you, you forget some of this stuff and you are like, Oh, I remember that part where you just, you don't remember. Like I, I, some of the people that, are on the show. I'm kind of shocked at how late they are. They show up. And some mm-hmm. people I'm shocked at how early they show up. <laughs> um, the next section was 27 through 45, which goes from uh, April of 2016 to September of 2016. And I call that the convention episodes because uh, uh, around, Around March of 2016, I met Alex Calejo and Justin Holden, who were the ones who started up Palm Springs Comic Con. And as far as I know, Palm Springs Comic Con isn't a thing anymore. Um, they just weren't able to keep it going because I was passing out flyers for Palm Springs Comic Con when somebody came into the comic store that we were in with flyers for Comic Con Palm Springs. And Comic Con's Palm Springs was one of those big box Comic Cons that came through and they happened at exactly, they, they were planned for exactly the same year and people were very confused. So, um, but, but they did start Palm Springs comic con. They had two or three uh, years of it. And so we started kind of this campaign of going on conventions and episodes 44 and 45 were um, Mandy, Kevin, Katie, and Kelly, you and me, Kenny, <laughs> Michelle, 
Brian and Philippe and all 10 of us went down to, um, I want to say Oceanside. Is that where NerdCon was? Oh yeah. I remember that. Remember that? And, yes. and we, like that's, that's been my picture on social media forever was the 10 of us <laughs> sitting there, um, you know, doing like we did two panels and it was so much fun. And so we were really trying to hit the convention circuit back then. Um, <laughs> any any thoughts on on back then? And- the logistics of that, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, yeah, I remember. I mean, that was. I remember. Was it the first time? Was that the first one? The one that I that I went to? Yeah, that was. Well, I mean. I did some little stuff here and there, but that was that was the the big one. That was yeah. the one that we had everybody at. We had two full panels, like we had VIP badges, right? Yeah, and I just remember thinking, like, oh, this is not just like a little hangout. Like this is like serious business. I remember sitting in the crowd before the panel, going, "Ah, oh, shit, I got to get up there." Like what? Like, <laughs> I don't want to be up there. I got to be at the table. Oh man, I I don't know. And then it's and we had, one of those things we had, where. No, go ahead. No, it was just one of those things where you kind of black out, and then afterwards it's over, and you're like, okay, what happened? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, I remember that. I remember I was surprised at how many people I was meeting. Yeah, yeah, because we had all just like we just all started talking with each other. Um, mm-hmm. around that time, uh, we did, I did Pokey Oasis, which was, uh, like out in a park. So I had set up this little podcasting station in the park and Alex kept bringing me guests. He's like, here, talk to this person. Here, talk to this person. <laughs> Great. Um, I had also, uh, talked to, um, Jeannie Coke, or, I'm sorry, Jeannie Koch, who was, um, at the time, Kenny Rotter's mother-in-law. And she set me up with this bookstore event that went on for two days uh, at Mysterious Galaxy Bookstore down in San Diego. And I interviewed 12 people over two days. They each had like hour long slots and I was talking about their books. And the the most memorable thing about those interviews, those, that was episodes 32 and 33, is I talked to like most of it was just booking with the person like, okay, you're, you're doing your book talk with the store at this time. So why don't you come in and talk to me at this time? And I had to go through somebody's agent. And I'm like, again, this is one of those WTF moments. Like what in the hell is going on? I'm talking to somebody's agent and he's an author by the name of Todd Lockwood. And he's probably to date one of my favorite interviews because he did not want to be there. <laughs> oh. He absolutely did not want to be there. <laughs> and it was not because like, it's because he's one of us. And this is a lot more, it seemed like this was a lot more pomp and circumstance than he wanted to deal with. And so because I'm interviewing this guy who has an agent, I, I felt like I needed to over prepare. And I found out that he was an artist for a lot of the early Dungeons and Dragons TSR Ooh. games. And so he's there to promote his book. You can tell he's not really thrilled to be promoting his book, but he's going to th- promote his book because that's what he needs to do to sell this book. And I just started talking about him like, 
I heard that you were an artist for TSR. Can you tell me a little bit about that? And all of a sudden we weren't talking about his book anymore. It had been mentioned. We had met, like talked about what it was, but then we're moving on to role-playing games. And he went from being like, kind of like, yeah, I'm answering my questions the way I'm supposed to answer my questions to, oh yeah, we did this. And I love doing this with my, my, uh, games and when I when I DM and I'm like, do people realize what like a resource they have with you that you're going to be DMing their games? And he's like, well, no, because we're just a bunch of friends and we hang out. Like it was so much fun to see this guy who just did not want to be there all of a sudden go, oh, we don't have to talk about stuff that I'm here forced to talk about. We're here to talk about stuff that I want to talk about. <laughs> and I think from that I took away, hey. You know, people just, I, I've said it earlier, people just want to talk about what they want to talk about. They just, they, mm-hmm. we all geek out about the stuff we love. Mm-hmm. Um, in this time, we met T, uh, T. Morrison, Pip Ballantyne, uh, Ben and Keith from 2K Geeks, and we met Void and Beige and Rob from the Combat Box and wow. the Geek Network. Wow. Uh, episodes 38 and 42. Wow. So cool. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was the convention era. Um, episodes 46 through 70, I call the promotional episodes. <laughs> <laughs> because all of a sudden, everybody wanted to promote their stuff. And think- so <laughs> it was and, – and I met a lot of great people during this time. Like um, I had Jules and Marconin from uh, Torrent Think Tank on um, – Michael Maxwell from Jack of All Nerds was on, and he was a great guest, and I love being on his show. There's an episode out there with um, of me on the Jack of All Nerds show, and uh, like we had some, we were laughing so hard. Um, Nick Kelly, who has been a listener and friend of this podcast forever, came on to celebrate episode 50 with us. Um, I did. I interviewed somebody from. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead because Alex set them up at Palm Springs Comic Con and said, "Here, interview this person." <laughs> so I was like, oh, oh, "Okay," um, <laughs> and and the the best part of this section is this is where I met Barbara and Bryant Dillon, who have been responsible for sending us so many amazing guests. Every time they have a project that they need promoting i'm like yes please because they just know the nicest people and talented writers talented artists and and so i think the 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 cream that rose to the top of this this section uh was was definitely fanbase press and barbara and bryant dylan this was also the 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 time of the space and time where I had my biggest failure, <laughs> because oh. if you go through our episodes, there is no episode 46. Uh, I had an interview with, um, I, I think her name, I know her name was Jamie. I want to say Brodniak from black girl geeks. And it, she gave me an hour. She's like, I can only give you an hour. And that was back when we were using Skype. And the the audio was unusable, <laughs> completely unusable. Oh my god, Skype! I forgot that that was what you used early on, right? Like we used to do this on Skype, and That's it was a pain right. in the ass because Skype sucks to begin with. And That's then you'd have right. to have a third party audio, 
And what pisses me off is I had three third-party audios because I had learned you have to have a backup of your backup of your backup, and all three failed on me. Wow. What a nightmare. Yeah, I even had at some point students, like my TAs at, at iPoly, like trying to edit this video, down, <laughs> this audio down to make it usable, and it just never got there. It just never got to a point where you could listen to it. And so um, – so, that was that. That is it's to this day. I still regret not being able to get that episode twenty forty six out to everybody. Oh, that's a cool. Uh, that's a cool question for a no prize. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is the one episode that never went out for? for yeah. 42 to 46? Or what? What was the what was the episode title or what was the topic for episode forty six? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that was what I call the promotional episodes. Then we get into the geek to geek episodes. One of the questions that they wanted us to answer for um, the the spring break party is how did you become affiliated with geek to geek? And it was because I had had Void and Beige on the show. Um, Beige had responded to a tweet like an hour, or not an hour, a year after I had posted it. I had said, hey, what? what podcast should I be listening to? And that was kind of one of my ways of getting guests was to see who was interested in promoting their podcasts. But I didn't want to say, Hey, who wants to be on a podcast? Because if you did that, you got, you could get some weird people. <laughs> that you're like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want everybody to come say, I want to be on a podcast. So you just say who, who has a podcast I should be listening to. And then you could go onto their podcast, listen, say, is this somebody I want to, have on the show right, right. then invite them on so i had done that and and like a year after i had posted this beige responds to it and says well you think ours is pretty cool so i listened to it and i'm like yes need them on so around um april of 2017 um i had rob it was march april of 2017, I had Rob on and we were talking about Iron Fist, the the Netflix series Iron Fist. And at one of the breaks, he goes, so I don't know if I'm supposed to tell you this or not, but they're going to invite you to the the network. I was like, excuse me? He's like, yeah, yeah, they're, they're going to they're gonna invite you to the network. And, and, and you have to say yes, because we really want your show on the, on the network. <laughs> what an honor. That's so cool. Yeah, it was very, I was very, very honored. And, in, and the, the story goes that the conversation behind the scenes was, um, you know, we need, we need an interview show, you know, kind of like Joe does with Geekitude. We really need an interview show. What, like, you know, is there any, like, who wants to do a, geek to sh- a show like Geekitude? And then somebody said, well, why don't we just ask Joe to do his <laughs> show Geekitude? <laughs> So we we formally announced it on episode seventy one. The guest at the time was Joe Delabella, who is the um, the DM for They Met in a Tavern podcast, and uh, that was that was just a I think such a great and and pivotal moment in this podcast's history because like we have met so many people through the network and we have so many friends that I don't know that we would have if it wasn't for the geek to geek network. So I, I feel very honored to be part of this network. And even though we don't always integrate as, as seamlessly as some of the other people who are just like <laughs> on discord all the time and everything else, I, I feel like, you know, we have, we have made such a, 
great group of friends with this podcast. And I want to play a quick, quick uh, audio from episode 73, where Void uh, talks about us joining the, the network. The geek to geek network is going strong. Yes, for sure. And I mean, like, we're super happy that you joined. Like, I know you and I talked off air and uh, we talked about it for a while. So we're like, we're so pumped that you were willing to join up with us because we just thought it was such a good fit. And then, like, you know, talking to Rob and like all of us are on uh, basically just like a Twitter group message to stay in touch all the time, uh-huh. which, you know, because you're on it. But it's really fun to just like bounce ideas off each other and help each other out. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's funny because I think when you were on last, you had just had uh, Rob join the network. And so now it's kind of like we have you right after you've had <laughs> a new show join the network. <laughs> Perfect. It's good timing. Yeah, awesome timing. And I'm, I'm having a great time. You guys are a lot of fun. And uh, I, I think it's, like you said, it's a good match. So For uh, sure. Yeah. Thanks for Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Wow. So, yeah. So that, and apparently, <laughs> now apparently this is not the only thing we acquired. We did not just get the network around that time, but we also got a listener who had not said anything to us until we started talking WandaVision. And then Chelsea just couldn't hold it in any longer. And now we have these full on blown conversations with Chelsea. And she was very kind enough to send us the following email. Hi, Joe. Hi, Ray. Sorry I didn't record this. Like I said in Slack, I get really awkward when recording things, so I figured it was best to just express myself through words. LOL. I discovered Geektitude through a Geek2Geek podcast back in 2017, and while initially just a casual listener, I now look forward and listen to the podcast every week. I also am so thrilled to have recently joined the Geektitude Slack family. For years, I have... Uh, I had loved hearing you both geek out with each other about movies, theories, rewrites, everything. Now that I'm officially participating in Slack, I've had so much fun geeking out and obsessing over things with everyone there and meeting some new people in the process. A couple of my favorite episodes besides the movie review ones are episode 120 and 121, when you both talked about your favorite and least favorite geek couples. You already know my favorite catchphrase about doubling down because I know how you feel about people who double down. My favorite reoccurring bit is all the times that you just had to look into the Channing Tatum Gambit movie because someone invoked his name. Thanks to you both for being your authentic selves on the podcast and online. I look forward to many more episodes to come. Happy 200th episode of Geektitude. Chelsea. That's great. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you so much, Chelsea. Like, like I've got to say, this this made me so happy. I was so glad that you were able to send that in. But you do know what you did. <laughs> you do know that you invoked the name of Gambit. And oh, anytime shit. we invoke the name of Gambit, I have to go to Google and see if there is any news on the Gambit movie. Even though it has tried to die so many times. <laughs> Um, these are the articles that we could look up um, for for Gambit right now. There was one on March 6, 2021, the real reason Channing Tatum's X-Men spinoff Gambit never made got made. And it's just basically because they wanted to rush it and it didn't uh it didn't happen <laughs> because they were trying too hard. But it still will not die because Channing Tatum reportedly eyed to play multiverse Gambit in MCU, and that was 
posted oh, wow. a month ago by We Got This Covered. Wow. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> so this still provides, I mean, this is how many years later? And this Jeez. still provides hours of entertainment because um, Gambit did re-enter development after that, but it never got particularly far along the pre-production process. And now the Cajun Mutant is the property of Kevin Feige's Marvel Cinematic Universe. Remy LeBeau remains a hugely popular figure with fans, though. And we've heard from our sources this week that Tatum could yet get his chance to throw some super-powered playing cards. According to our intel, one idea being discussed behind the scenes at Marvel is to have Gambit show up in one of the upcoming multiverse blockbusters uh, in what would presumably be a combination of fan service and laying more groundwork for the X-Men. Technically, seeing as the actor hasn't yet played the character, Feige could also realistically hold off for a couple of years and have Tatum as the canonical Gambit whenever mutants are integrated into mythology instead. But for now, we'll have to wait and see what happens. You know, it would be hilarious if we're going to make a, a Geekitude shirt would be to make a fake uh, Gambit uh Channing Tatum shirt. Oh, that would be hilarious. Like the movie actually came out. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then and then when people ask you about it, go, oh, didn't you see it? Oh exactly. yeah, that was a great movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You'll whip that up in Photoshop and get that oh, printed. <laughs> yeah, you let me know and we will get that done. Oh. So yeah, so thank you, Chelsea, for for letting us have that little bit. Um that uh, that time around, um, I call the Geek to Geek episode seventy one through eighty three. That takes us to um, July of twenty seventeen. We're continuing with getting people on, and I think that that was also around the time that I was starting to get frustrated with um, with guests because <laughs> at the time, anytime I would I would have like backups upon backups upon backups because people would just not show up to interviews. Wow, and it was it was really a struggle. And at the time, since I didn't have a co-host, I couldn't just say, "Well, we'll just talk about something else," because I would have to find somebody to to talk to. Because otherwise, it would just be me. And you know, sometimes you weren't available. And at the time, there were only it was me, Void, Beige, and Rob. And that was that was the Geek to Geek Network hosts. Now I can just go into Discord and go. I, in fact, I did this for Lindsay's episode a couple weeks ago. I was like, "Who wants in?" And then I get whoever goes first. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I remember talking to you about this at the time, and uh, you were really—I think you were just exhausted. You had—I mean, it's you know. It, it's a lot of work to do an interview-based podcast, weekly podcast, and you know, tracking down booking guests, as you said. Um, I could tell that you were just, you know, it, it had taken its toll, right? You had been doing it for so long on your own um, that uh, it was very apparent that you were, I think, ready for something a little bit different. Yeah, it was definitely on the the frustrating end of things because you never knew you just never do. And you get all set up. And, and again, we were still using um, Skype back then. So <laughs> it was <laughs> like, you get all this stuff show, showed up and then you, you know, no five minutes in 10 minutes in 15 minutes in, Hey, you're coming. Oh no, sorry. I forgot. 
Okay, thanks. <laughs> oh God. There was there was somebody who was supposed to do a Mother's Day show, and I f- like I f- they were a writer on a blog somewhere, and they canceled on me five times. Wow. So what would yeah. you do? Like, what would you do that week? Um. Well, luckily, I was planning it for a Mother's Day episode, so we were recording it ahead of time. So finally, I just went to Mandy and I said, Mandy, help. I I need somebody to help me. And I just like we had promoted this person because they were a a writer on a a pretty sizable geek blog at the time. Mm. And I'm like, I I just I can't I can't do it. She's not going to show up. So um, but we've we've had some really weird, not weird in a bad way, but just like directions i never thought the show would go we had we had a, a a minor league pro wrestler on here a couple of times Ophidian from the shikara wrestling uh network Whoa. we had um a bunch of of different comic book writers and animators from little tiny independent place you know so we did get some interesting cool interviews some people that i still like Yehudi Mercado, I don't know if he ends up listening to this episode or not, but I I love following him on Facebook because he's basically the my ray on Facebook as far as content goes. Like the angry that you get on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Yukati does that on um yeah, Yehudi does that on um on on Facebook. And so it's like, you know, I feel like I we have this bond of being just angry, <laughs> angry geeks on, on social networking. You got to let, um, let it out. That's yeah. You got to, <laughs> since we, since we mentioned that this is the, uh, you know, we mentioned Gambit. We also did our own make the Gambit movie where we <laughs> yes, were like, this we- is our, this is our version of it. This is what we'd like it to be. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. And um, at, Within this point in time, uh, episodes 84 to 100, I call the push to 100. Uh, we did the Gambit movie. We met Katie and Chelsea because they joined the network. And and we, we were most, most of the episodes were people who had been on the show before because I, I had just kind of run out of steam for getting guests on there. Mm-hmm. But that, that took us to episode 100, of which I have yet another clip. I didn't know what our theme music was until about a week ago. (laughs) I I swear to you. Hello, my name is Rob, the friendly neighborhood comic geek. Many of you know me as Novi in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 100 of Geektitude. A geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love Rob. Oh my god, that's great! <laughs> it was it was such a he he was bugging me. He's like, you have to let me interview you. You have to let me interview you. And so the the beginning part of that, like we had some, like I was really happy with how episode one hundred um, turned out. We had just done. 
Palm Springs Comic Con again, and that I had that's that's when Kelly flew out from North Carolina out to hang out with me, and we did Palm Springs Comic Con together with Kenny and Katie, um, Katie from the Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, and so we included that. You and I had an an interview where we just talked about our first 100 episodes, and Rob interviewed me. And it was just kind of a fun way of celebrating. It kind of it kind of set a, a bar for um, our our milestone episodes going forward. And I'm trying to you know now. I think I think you're well aware, Ray, that it is always an experience when Rob comes on the show. <laughs> um, hilarity almost always ensues, but. I have, I have a little bit of a tribute. Hello, my name is Happy Joe Hogan. <laughs> Many of you know me as Sir Epic of House Greys in various video games and social media. I mean, I've been on the show a couple times now. You have to learn to double check your show notes before you start reading. I am always going to edit your introduction. Welcome to Fandome, bitch. <laughs> I'm Jumpin' Joe Hogan, a.k.a. DJ Jambot 5000, a.k.a. Professor Hojo, a.k.a. Epic Grays, if you're looking for me in video games and social media. And I'm Ray Vargas, who gets to talk during the intro because Rob put me in the outline. Hail and well met, fair traveler. I greet thee as Joe, Prince of Hogan, known far and wide in realms virtual as Sir Epic Grays. Ding dong! Hello, my name is Joe, and I would like to share with you this book of geekitude. Hola, mi nombre es Joe Hogan. Muchos de ustedes me conocen como Epic Grays en varios videojuegos y redes sociales. Bienvenido el es... Uh, good God. Dearest listeners, I trust this missive finds you well. Revolution is in the air and the foul deeds of our king can no longer be allowed to sully the soul of this, our nation. To quench what is most certainly a prodigious thirst for intellectual satisfaction, yes, I am he of whom you have heard. He who hath been rumored of in the dark corners of society where ghosts of revolution begin slowly to take form. I am Joe Hogan, known to those in realms of digital entertainment and communication as Epic Greys. And this, dear listeners, is the 190th missive in a series known to the common folk as Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. Closing. Yada yada music, yada yada Ben Sound, yada yada creative Commons license, bensound.com. You'll find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com and get your Creative Commons license when you turn 16, but only if you do your chores, Samantha. This podcast contains music. That music is by Ben Sound. We can use Ben Sound's music thanks to a Creative Commons license. We say this so we don't get sued. If you like the music we use, you can go to bensound.com for more of it. Don't tell him we sent you. It's a secret. I so can't. I so can't. All right. Our network now has nine podcasts, multiple Twitch streamers, multiple bloggers on the Geekery blog, a new digital magazine for patron backers called Press Start. In other words, if this is the only show you're listening to or engaging with, what the (laughs) fuck is wrong with you? 
Greeting geeks, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as- I'm Ray Vargas. Many of you know me as Epic Rays in various video- I'm Rob. My name's Rob. I'm the guest. Hi. This is episode 173 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that- DC Fandom. We're talking about DC Fandom again. I quit. So let's kick things off with a little weekly geekery. What did y'all do this week? <laughs> <laughs> hey there, geek to dudes, geek to dudes, geek to geek. I tried something there. Hey there, Joe and Ray. It's Rob here from And Sometimes Rob, formerly of the Comic Box, wishing you both a very, very happy 200th episode of Geektitude. Boy, I remember. Looking back, I remember. Now, I, I when uh, when we added Joe to the network and we were listening to the episodes and realizing just how good of a show that this was and the potential that this show had to get even better. And then Ray came along as a regular co-host, and I really think you guys found your stride. And especially, I think, and I've said it before, you guys really sort of picked up the torch where the comic box left off and started having these amazing discussions. And uh, all of that has transferred over to Slack and Discord. And I'm so happy that you guys are a part of the network. So here's to 200 more, and I look forward to changing your intro again. Also, thank you for letting me do that because I know it's really dumb. Wasn't that like <laughs> that? Was you haven't epic. heard most of those, right? That was epic. <laughs> yeah, because you don't go back and listen to shows that we um, that you're not on, right? Right. I don't. Yeah. I. I mean, well, I've listened to some of them early on, but I not like the the later ones, and certainly not any of those intros. Yeah, I figured that would probably have been the first time that you've heard some of those intros because he's not he's not kind to me. <laughs> oh my god. The Spanish one nearly killed me at the end. I think when I I tried to do the outro in the Spanish as well and I was just like this is becoming offensive. Like I can't. I can't. Do it. <laughs> Dude, welcome to Fandom bitches. <laughs> Good lord, that's uh, what I'm gonna remember. <laughs> I I laughed so hard putting that together. Like, oh, Rob, shit. thank you for the amount of laughter that you have brought to this show. That is great. Uh, the the one and only Rob, the incomparable. Jeez, so good. <laughs> um. So yeah, he, as he mentioned, that that is a um, we're we're getting to about the time when you became uh, our official co-host. It happened on episode one hundred and nine, uh, and then I don't remember what happened, but it was like then you weren't on the show again for like six or eight episodes. <laughs> it's like he's our official he's our official co-host, and then just not on the show. <laughs> I remember being I I did not I was obviously I was very honored. Uh, to be asked, I was like, "Are you sure you want to do that to your show?" <laughs> it, seems, <laughs> it seems pretty successful. Why would you want to <laughs> do this? Uh, but I, I did not uh, take it lightly. I knew that I was as much as I wanted to be on this podcast regularly. As I said before earlier in this episode, you know, I have a lot going on all the time. And so I'm very careful about what I agree to because I don't want to let anyone down. I definitely want to be able to follow through with what I say I'm going to do. And so that has always sort of been, you know, a, a, like a, a cause for trepidation for me where I'm like, yes, I would love to do this. I don't know if I can. <laughs> <laughs> 
how much are you willing to put up with in terms of me not being available? But by this point, I mean, I was a, an admissions counselor. And it's so interesting. I didn't realize that my first time on the show and when the show started was September 2015. My my life was basically in the midst of this huge change mm-hmm. where, you know, I had spent the last 10 years as a full-time artist and part-time substitute teacher. And that pretty much, you know, my life revolved around my art practice and my community engagement in Boyle Heights and everything else kind of, you know, fit into that. And then in October of 2015, literally one month (laughs) before, uh, one month after we started, uh, I started doing this with you, um, I got a job. I quit my life as a substitute teacher. I got a job working for LCAD as an admissions counselor. I moved out of Boyle Heights, my beloved, you know, home hometown neighborhood, uh, to Santa Ana, Orange County. And uh, I think it, at the time, I also started a new relationship. And it was just all everything in my life was different <laughs> from one month to the next. Uh, and so it's really interesting to me that I've, you know, been part of this show since around that time that everything changed. It almost feels like looking back, I can, I can see why this has been so important to me as an experience to have with you, because it's one of the things that I was able to hold on to as a carryover from, you know, that time in my life where, you know, that I, that I still look on very fondly, even though, you know, it comes with all the challenges of being a full-time artist kind of living without a net there. Uh, yeah, I can see why this has been such an important thing for me to be a part of since then. That's awesome. Well, it's, I mean, I, I, I'm so glad that you said yes. I, I was nervous because I know that about you, that you were, um, you know, you won't say yes to something that you don't think you can follow through with. And so you know, I was like, really hope he says yes, because, you know, <laughs> I, I feel like, like I can't imagine doing this with somebody other than you on, on the regular. And I mean, I've definitely have a lot of people that I can fall back on as co-hosts when you're not here, but I feel like, you know, you being on us being able to kind of reset back to you and I has really made the show um, stable and, and I think it draws the people in because I think it's, it's what I've always wanted to be, which is people talking about the stuff that they love. And as you've said multiple times, it's just us hanging out. Yeah, it's our default. What you just described is our default. It, yeah, we default. we li- we literally have recorded episodes with without an outline really to speak of. <laughs> Where we're like, I don't know if we're going to be able to. I don't, we always say, I don't know if we're going to be able to get an hour out of this, and then like yes. two and a half hours later, we're like, okay, we're going to have to cut some of this stuff because like how why. I, I, I've got, I gotta, I gotta get off the computer here for three hours. How many times has that happened? Really? I mean, that oh risks so many times. <laughs> yeah, but I did say I remember, like, I can do it. But you know, in the fall, I'm on the road more than I'm at home. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's going to be really hard. And then in 2017, I want to say I started the grad program on top of that. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, that definitely threw in some obstacles to work around. But yeah, I'm really glad that we've been able to stick with it. <laughs> yeah. And if, and if you've kind of noticed, like it, it, it provides us a, a situation where if you're not here, I just go find 
a guest and that has added back in that interview part that I know a lot of people have said that they'd missed from the early days where we would just pull in people that we had not talked to before. And so it kind of works. It works. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to tell you a secret. Ray hates the interviews. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not that he's not like, he's, he's better at them than he thinks he is, but it, it is not in his comfort zone. So I think we've just kind of agreed that I'll handle the interview <laughs> episodes and then you're, you know, you're for all the rest. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's definitely, and I think that just comes from just I'm spoiled by uh, our rapport and our interaction. <laughs> you know, I these Sundays, uh, these Sunday mornings, which is you know the time that we sort of settled on to record, they don't feel they come at the end of my week. Sundays are I generally try to set aside as a, as a day of recharging. Mm-hmm. Um, unless, you know, there's something that's due the next day, which tends to happen. Uh, and so by the time I get to my Sunday, I want it to be effortless and I want it to be just wall to wall joy. And Mm -hmm. that's what my conversations with you are. Not that I don't, you know, wouldn't enjoy interacting with the interviewees, but that would require, uh, you know, uh, putting forth a, a energy that I just don't usually have by that point in the week. Mm-hmm. So that I think that's you know that's where that comes from. It's just you know, oh god, it's effortless. It's just, like hanging out with you and and you know, getting to geek out recharges me. Usually by Sunday, by the time Sunday rolls around, I just don't have the energy to put forth into an interaction with somebody that I don't know. (laughs) And, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you sort of have to like manufacture a rapport, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm just exhausted by Sunday. And with you, like it doesn't require any energy. It really is effortless to just sort of geek out with you. In fact, I would even go so far as to say it, it recharges me actually like uh, frequently you can ask Rosie about this. You and I are done. You know, I get up super early on Sundays. I'm exhausted. I'm like, Oh, I want to sleep more. But by the time you and I are done recording, I'm pumped for the rest of the day. Like it is my coffee in some ways. I, I agree completely. Like, I feel like when we're done, you know, Matt, Matt's like, well, you're in a good mood. I was like, yeah, I just talked to Ray for a couple of hours. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really an energy boost. And yet, you know, interactions with other people, especially strangers that I don't know, that that tends to take a lot out of me. So, and, mm-hmm. and I do it during the week as you do as well. I mean, you being a teacher, God, like that's, that is just requires so much. Um, but, you know, by Sunday, I'm, I'm tapped out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. But it works. It works itself out because then you know it gives you some breaks in there because I know especially like I mean this worked out perfectly because the last couple of weeks you've had master stuff and mm-hmm. you know we just we're just very honest about what we can and cannot do which I think is so important. Yes, so true. God, that is so true. So important. Um, okay, so yeah, so you joined us on 109 as an official co-host, although you basically were were that up until then. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then I I have what I call the Ray episodes, which is uh, one fifteen uh, May of twenty eighteen through July of twenty nineteen, episode one forty six, and this is where we are just you know I think every episode was just stuff we wanted to talk about, and we had so much fun. There were a couple of people that would sub in when there were you know when when you had stuff come up, but it, it was almost. 30 episodes worth of just you and I hanging out. Wow. 
What? Are you serious? Yeah, I think there was one, two, three, four, f- five. There were six or seven episodes that you weren't on in that streak, but all of the rest of them were just you and I. It's funny because now when we're trying to come up with a topic, we'll throw ideas out there. Something will come to us. I think at that time it was literally just like, we have so much to talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going it, to, we're just going to like get through it week by week. But there was definitely conversations we had just ready to go. <laughs> well, well, here, here, here was the lineup for one fifteen on. So, Avengers: Infinity War was was the beginning of this, and it we made it a two parter because it was so epic. Then we did Deadpool two, then we did Solo. That was a horrible movie. Um, <laughs> Evolving your fandom, which is still one of our our top episodes. Um, our fa- favorite geek couples, our least favorite geek couples, <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp prep. And that's where uh, Rob came on and summarized what Ant-Man and Wasp information he had. Um, then our Ant-Man and Wasp episode, we talked about Comic-Con 2018. We talked, we did a deep dive on The Last Jedi. Uh, we talked about the Sony universe of Marvel characters, which was still the stupidest name for a, a group of, of <laughs> movies. <laughs> We talked about Comic Skate, then I had Bijan, then we talked about Superman. Uh, you were gone for two. Then I had one of my favorite episodes. Is I actually had a former student come on. She was a, a student at the time. She was a senior at the time, uh, Maturia Yami, who uh, went and did Girls Who Code over the summer and was at Blizzard. And so she came on and talked about that with Brian and I. And it's not one of our more popular episodes, but it's also one of the episodes that we got the most comments on. People really, really liked Merturia, and I, I unfortunately did not have time to reach out to her and see where she's at because of pandemic and everything. But um, we'll we'll try and get an update on that. But then we had Venom. We had we had the an entire episode dedicated to the Avengers Endgame trailer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, if that isn't a sign of. <laughs> the state of geekdom <laughs> these days. <laughs> um, we did our we we did ex- the only year we have not done a year in review episode was 2020 because nobody wanted to remember that year. <laughs> no shit. Good call, past us. Good call. Uh, we did Aquaman, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Um, a couple other people on for a couple of episodes. Captain Marvel. And then Avengers Endgame, and then Marvel uh, MCU Phase 4 Parts 1, 2, our Dark Phoenix episode, which is still my favorite episode ever. And <laughs> I, like, it just be, like, I'm very proud of that episode for no good reason, because it's just me being angry for two hours. The catharsis. Um, the catharsis. A, it is. It is a very much a catharsis episode. And then Spider-Man Far From Home. So like that wow. was, we had so much to cover yeah. in the the summer it was basically the summer of 2018 through the um summer of 2019 wow <laughs> the the content was not hard to come up with <laughs> no it really really wasn't and then then you took a bit of a you took a bit of a, a break because our our episodes 147 through 161 i call the the interview episodes mm. where we caught up with 
people that we hadn't talked to in a while. I had Justine and Larissa on for the very first time. Uh, I had my friend Frasley come on. And I, I this Frasley's the one that I can't believe we didn't have her on the show earlier than this. Like it it kind of boggled my mind that it wasn't until 153 that we finally had Frasley on because one of my favorite people. Um, and that took us to 161, which was the last episode before the hiatus of death. <laughs> so, the, call, say that again. The what? The hiatus of death. <laughs> <laughs> so in, in 2019, like it, it ended around the time that, Raven and EJ came out here for BlizzCon. I, I had such a great time at BlizzCon, but I was trying to direct um, Lemiz, and then I got we we got through Lemiz. I got sick, <laughs> um, so I I was down for the count for two months at the very beginning of COVID. Oh, I remember that, and and so we didn't podcast from. November of 2019 through June of 2020. And there were two episodes that we did. Yeah. And there were two episodes that we did record in there. One that I did play. um, We did from the archives, but the other one was our end of the year episode. And I was like, well, we're not going to end of the year episode like six months later. Mm -hmm. So that is still, we still, as far as I know, have an unpublished episode floating out there. Um, You know, maybe that'll be bonus content somewhere. (laughs) But yeah, so that was um, our big, our like big dark spot for for almost a year. I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah, it was um, December, January, February, March, April, May, June. It was basically eight months. Holy shit! I mean, I I'm willing to call that a, a much deserved going away again. Son of a bitch. there i'm here okay you tell me what, Am I, <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you say i'm willing to call that a, a much deserved rest or break for you <laughs> yeah we're, we're just we're calling it a hiatus we're calling yeah. it a hiatus and we're moving on um but since then we've been we've been pretty consistent right Right. I mean, well, first of all, let me, I, I don't want to forget. I do want to, since, since we are talking kind of the Ray, the Ray years, I do want to, to talk about Lyle McCarn's uh, email to us. So I'm going to read that real quick. Hey, Joe and Ray, first off, congrats on 200 episodes. Thanks for a really thought provoking look into some of my favorite things. You bring much needed perspectives to what have become really mainstream properties. Do a wonderful job continuing to highlight that Geeky properties generally are about outsiders. Between your thoughtful commentary on air and the lively discussions we've had following these shows as they go live, there's a consistent invitation to think about both these properties and others I'm engaging with in a new direction. Listening to you each week has really helped me get back to some of my geeky hobbies that I'd fallen away from, the biggest of which is comics. I'd forgotten how much I enjoy them. I've gone back to comics that are older than I am, parentheses, sorry, and gained new insights into how the medium has evolved. I've also taken the opportunity to check out properties that aren't as well-known or as well-loved. Here's looking at you, Hellboy and Jane Foster as Thor. (laughs) Thank you. 
Thanks for all you do to bring more and broader geekiness to our lives. And here's to another 200, Lyle J. McCarns. Oh, cool. Thanks, Lyle. Thanks, Lyle. Like having conversations with you and Chelsea and Matt and all the other people that I'm, I'm unfortunately forgetting at this moment because it's spur of the moment and I should have thought of that before I started saying it. But all the people that have been on the Slack channel and, and participating with us, it really does make this just that much more enjoyable. I mean, mm-hmm. Ray and I are going to do it regardless. Yep. <laughs> but having you guys on, um, on Slack to, to kind of bounce ideas off of and to follow up with, it just it makes it all worth it. Yes, absolutely. And I feel like I learned the, the perspectives that we get from uh, everyone on Slack uh, just adds so much uh to my like enjoyment and like the whole experience uh even after the the we record you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it gets to the point where i like i i get so excited about opening slack or opening discord or you know opening twitter and and seeing what people have to say and i remember for so long nobody nobody communicated with us it was just like (laughs) it was and there's nothing wrong with that it's just you know it was that that hadn't happened and it that invitation was out there but was never really followed up on right and i think what we really have to thank for it is wandavision coming into everybody's life because people just couldn't not talk about it mm-hmm. yeah um so yeah so 162 to 174 was our hiatus we i think at that point went to every other week or yeah every other week um we kind of slowed down a little bit and then at 175 it's it's iconic because it is the new mutants episode uh, where you know we finally discussed this movie that had tried to come out for forever. Um, we it, it was twenty the last twenty five episodes we have not missed a week. Wow! And I kind of made it my New Year's resolution that um, we would not miss any weeks in two thousand twenty one. And so far, knock on wood, um, we've done a pretty good job of it. And I think, I think having decided on, all right, we're doing Sunday mornings because we're both available at that time most of the time. Mm-hmm. I think that's helped so much because it's just kind of appointment. It's appointment listening at this point. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's appointment geeking out. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and then in this, in this, Time like over the over the hiatus, one of the big things that happened is that the Geek to Geek network expanded exponentially. And as as you heard in the the Rob audio, uh, we added all of these co-hosts and all of these podcasts and streamers. And there's a magazine and there's just so much stuff going on that we've we've met Alinzia and Todd and Bamashox and just all of these wonderful people that we know that we've got, they've got our back when we mm-hmm. are, you know, when we need a, an emergency co-host or when we are running low on, on ideas for topics, um, we, we have this great community to, to fall back on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so that's, that's where we are. That's our, that's our 200 episodes um, do you have any favorites, Ray? Any things that you're just like this? You know, these are the moments that I most stand out for me. You know, I I had forgotten that it, it was a really great reminder 
that our first episode was Stay in Your Lane, Zack Snyder. Oh, <laughs> we had no idea. We had no idea. <laughs> He's going to take that as a challenge. <laughs> Hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty great. Um, all of the X-Men review episodes are near and dear to my heart uh, because, you know, that was sort of the genesis of our first conversations. Our first geeking out sessions were about X-Men. Right. And so every time that we get to talk X-Men, it just, it's a special, for me, it's a special episode. Anytime that we're talking anything X-Men. Yeah, absolutely. Those are the ones that stand out for me. Uh, I didn't remember that we did a whole episode on the Infinity Wars trailer, which to me, that is so like, there's my geek cred right there. I can I can talk about <laughs> a trailer for an entire podcast episode. That's yeah. pretty fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, those are the ones that stand out for me. What about you? Um, I I love. I think I've sp- I've been saying them as I go along, but I definitely loved the. Well, I always say that the Dark Phoenix one is my favorite because of the catharsis. Uh, <laughs> I went back and I actually listened to episode twenty three again, and if you really kind of want to f- understand where I came to this show from, that's a great episode to listen to because it is um, the orange origin story of this show and um, how I met so many of these people that we've been on. I mean, one of the things I remember and I couldn't find the audio and I was really bummed. I was, I, you know, maybe I can find it and play it in a future episode, but I was listening to the WEC podcast and it was four friends sitting around a microphone making recommendations. And, you know, every week they'd have a different recommendation. So this week we're going to talk about podcasts. Next week we're going to talk about books. Here's a a Mm -hmm. recommended articles you guys should check out. And I had started messaging them because they were one of the people that we reviewed, I reviewed with Kenny and said, you know, this is one of my favorite podcasts and I'm listening to an episode and they start talking about a, a, a tweet that I had just sent them. Like I just sent them a message on Twitter. And so mid sentence, one of them, Mandy stops and says, Oh, Joe just started. And so they just started talking to me on their <laughs> podcast. <laughs> and I, I, I just had the biggest smile on my face because they were kind of teasing me and they're like, we're so excited about meeting you at NerdCon. And it was just this really great moment of community. So if you want to know about that, that's episode 23. Um, I still love our Gambit movie episode. Like, I, feel, I feel like we were really clever with that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like, you know what? I like the... Um, I really liked the recasting DCEU actors in Marvel characters. Yes, yes. And uh, we did that with Rob, mm-hmm. uh, I believe. And that was that was great. I had so much fun on that episode. So we've, we've had a lot of really, really fun episodes. A couple other statistics. So our most listened to episodes uh, at number 10 was WhedonCon with Chris Cullen. Uh, which I think has just recently bumped up to that because of all the will or all the Joss Whedon stuff mm. uh, mm-hmm. that, that hadn't been up in the top 10 until just recently. Cause I do occasionally go back and look at what our top tens are. Um, our MCU phase four episode. Well, episode one forty three was <laughs> number nine. 
Uh, at first, I was confused by this one, not because he doesn't have a good show, but um, 71 was the actual play podcast uh, episode with Joe Delabella of You Meet in a Tavern. And I didn't realize until I was going back through that that was our first episode as a member of the Geek to Geek podcast. And, okay. and so I think that might be why that made the top 10. Um, the next two are because of the, uh, definitely because of the, the interview guests, because one, um, number seven was episode 75 with Kyle Ferguson, where we talked to heroes of the storm. And he's a pretty big, um, podcaster with quite the following as is episode 43's guest SBJ from it's super effective. He's a, a Pokemon podcaster and I had him on during the height of Pokemon go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, episode our our fifth highest episode is one nineteen, and that has been very strongly, consistently our in our top five, and that's the evolving your fandom episode. Yeah, I remember that one. Guardians of Galaxy Volume Two, Episode seventy seven, is number four. Episode number one, Stay in Your Lane, Zack Schneider, is uh, is number three. Number two is Halloween with Katie. <laughs> and that one is another one that's just crept up recently. <laughs> and then episode one, our most popular episode is um, episode 115, which is Avengers Infinity War Part 1. Ooh. Wow. We're, hey, well, what a nice sort of uh, uh, full circle we're doing because I'm about to rewatch Infinity War. <laughs> with right. Rosie. It's going to be it's going to be a large discussion point on episode 201. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty nice how that works out. Yeah. And then our, um, we have, I, I don't have an exact count because I don't know if you count um, the people that I did at like Pokey Oasis or the, you know, there's little, there's little one shot episodes early on that would have um, multiple like interviews from people on the, you know, at events. So I didn't count all of those up, but we had somewhere between 112 and 115 individual people on this show. Wow. Whew. So yeah, that's a lot of geeking out, Joe. It's a lot of geeking out. It's a lot of geeking out. Um, and and we do a lot of geeking out now. There is one last thing I want to play for for everybody. This is this is from a um, this, this this comes from the future, from the year twenty one hundred, where um, one of our um, one of our shows on the network is as the dice roll, and one of our characters has actually uh, been kind enough to send in audio for us. So we'll play that right now. Uh, hello, is this thing on? Oh, anyway, Hank Crawford here, long-time listener, first-time caller. I just wanted to wish another 200 outstanding episodes to Geektitude. Live long and prosper. Rico, is that another Zat? Dag nabbit! <laughs> <laughs> so it's good to know that we persist well into the future in yeah. the year 2100. <laughs> yeah, that's comforting. That's comforting. <laughs> Uh, before we go, I wanted to know, are there any topics as we move past episode 200 that we have not covered yet that you think we need to? Are you asking me or are you asking our listeners? Uh, oh, well, I should definitely ask our listeners, but I'm asking you, do you have any that you were like, we haven't covered this, we probably should. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, some, of, some of them came up while we were discussing options for this episode. 
Uh, and one that still stands out to me that I'd love to cover is, uh, well, one of them is, do we, are, are R-rated superhero movies really necessary? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've talked about having that as a topic a couple yeah, times. Yeah, and, and I'd love to have that discussion with you. And then um, the other one, I'm drawing a blank right now, but I think it was like one we were actually thinking about doing for this episode. Um, oh, oh, I remember now. Separating the art from the artist. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what what responsibility do we have? Is it even possible to do that? You know, we, we had a Buffy watch scheduled. Um, all the stuff with Joss Whedon went down kind of in the midst of that. And, you know, how, as a, as a fan, as a geek, how, how do you participate in your fandoms once you learn that the some of the creators are people that maybe we don't want to support, you know? When, so when the creators double down. Oh God. Yes. So <laughs> that's putting it nicely. Um, so I'd love to have that conversation with you and kind of present it to, you know, our, our listeners and, and hear their thoughts on that. Yeah. And if you guys have any other options um, that you're like, Hey, you haven't covered this yet. Please let us know. There are two things that I definitely, one that I've talked about and then one that I just can't believe we haven't covered yet considering who you and I are. Um, we still haven't done the Buffy rewatch. And even though all that Joss Whedon stuff has happened, I do think that like, it's still something I would love for us to do, especially uh, once you're done with your Marvel rewatch, just because it's such a, one of my top fandoms. And if I can get you through season one and the first half of season two, I think I will have you as a permanent Buffy fan. <laughs> okay. But the other one is, do you know that we've done 200 episodes and we haven't done anything on zombies? really we have not done one episode with you or without you there has not been a single episode about zombies is this your way of trying to get me to watch the new Zack snyder movie on netflix or or no on hbo max is that is that who put out the uh, please don't i've i just recently heard that there was a new based on the george romero there's army of the dead that's a Zack snyder movie no <laughs> <laughs> Why? All right, we're covering that in the next couple oh episodes. Oh my god! Okay, all right, I'll buckle in. Oh my god! Why? Stop messing with my stuff, man! Oh. Holy shit! That's <laughs> yeah, man. Sorry to break it to you. Jeez. Oh my god! Okay, uh, all right. Well, that gives that gives me a new reason to watch it. And <laughs> I mean, he made Dawn of the Dead in 2004. And have you seen that? That's actually not bad. That's him? That's him. That's his first, like, notable film that he made. I actually like that movie. Yeah, it's not bad. It's quite enjoyable. Um, So he made that. So so Army of the Dead, he's, you know, he's, he's obviously he's wrapped up his DC run. <laughs> <laughs> um. And so he's back. Um, he's back in the land of the dead, and he's he made Army of the Dead, and it's getting pretty good reviews, actually. Okay, all right. Well, maybe he's back in his lane where he should be. Stay there. I'm, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing Land of the Dead. That is directed by Romero. Okay, so so um, going back, Dawn of the Dead is a remake, right? 
What was that? Dawn of the Dead is a remake. Yeah, the Dawn of the Dead remake was was that that was really good. I thought it took the Romero era one and kind of cleaned it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Maybe that's what we need to do. We need to do just a zombie rewatch. Yes, I would love that stuff. I'm totally down for that. For our shout outs, I think this whole show, if we haven't made it this way, we we really should have. Um, this we hope that this episode is a shout out to everybody who has been involved in Geekitude up until now um, and going forward. And we want to really, really thank you all for sticking with us for this long, for listening to us, uh, for engaging with us, and for making this experience so special. So thank you. Yes, I concur in robot voice. No, uh, we, we can hear you. <laughs> You're okay, back. You're good. good. <laughs> this is the third or fourth time that my internet has gone out this morning while we've been recording. That's insane. This is the perfect yeah. time for <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it, Exactly. It's basically like, let's see what we can do to uh, make this, you know, reminiscent of the olden days. <laughs> it's a callback Skype to, the, just, to the days of Skype. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. When Skype just didn't work anymore. Um, <laughs> any other any other shout outs or anything else you want to say, Ray, before we close this up? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a shout out to Albert Garcia, um, a friend of mine. I haven't uh, we haven't touched base in a while, but um, producer of Have You Seen It? I realize now, and in, in the course of this recording with you, that that those are my early kind of geeking out you know, over different kinds of media days, kind of my formative, <laughs> my formative <laughs> geek uh, conversations that were preparing me for this podcast journey all these years later. So shout out to Albert. I'm going to send him this episode. I'm not sure if he listens or not, but I'm going to send him this episode to make sure he, he gives it a listen. That That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, our intro music and our outro music is by Ben Sound and is being used under a Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. The other additional music used in this episode is by Darren Curtis, and you can find his um, his information at darrencurtismusic.com. Geek2Toot is a proud member of the Geek2Geek Network. Check out other Geek2Geek shows such as the Geek2Geek Podcast, Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, Disney Forever, You Can't Stop Me Loving K-Pop, The Nerdberg Review, JRPGs and Me, Dragon Quest FM, and Sometimes Rob, as well as As the Dice Roll and Mating Habits of the Modern Geek. Also, check out our Twitch streamers, Capsule J and Banashox, and make sure to join us in Slack or Discord where you can chat with us in real time. You can find us at geektitude.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and most other podcatchers out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at geektitude or me personally at Epic Grace. Ray, where can we find you? I am on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, uh, all my beloved social media platforms. And you can find me at Ray Vargas three. That's Ray Vargas. And then the number three. And uh, if you go to rayvargas 3com you'll go to my website and you can take a look at my artwork there. Awesome. Ray, I cannot thank you enough. The one person I have not officially thanked during this episode <laughs> is you. Thank you so much for going on this journey with me. I hope that we stay on it for for many, many, many more episodes. Uh, and, and thank you for being such a good friend and such an amazing co-host. Same to you, Joe. This I feel like I've been 
kind of invited to be this co-pilot on this like awesome trip. And I, every time someone goes, wait, what you do a podcast? I go, yeah. And it's awesome. And then I sort of get to go in my head. Yeah. I do a really fucking awesome podcast. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you so much for, for letting me be a part of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for those of you listening out there, please remember this week, keep it 